it's a milestone, you guys. Okay. How is it a milestone? We're hitting Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> every I'm going to start doing that with every podcast. It's a milestone. Guys, it's a milestone. We're finally at Black Cauldron. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's the fox and the hound. We made it. Oh, milestone. Okay. Congrats, you guys. Give ourselves a hand. Saludos, amigos. Milestone. Uh, you missed that one. Hey, everybody. Um, welcome back. To Distracted Quartet of Chaos, thanks for joining us this week in the Hundred Acre Wood. I don't know how much that intro is going to be in there. Oh, I don't know. We'll just <laughs> but I will set him loose. It'll, Aaron it'll, may not survive throughout this entire episode. It'll depend on uh, how editing Aaron is feeling. <laughs> That's on whichever day he chooses to edit. So we'll see how feisty he's feeling. But anyways, welcome back to all of our loyal listeners. And if this is your first time catching us, then thank you for joining. And then welcome. Welcome. For the first time. Yes. We are Distracted Quartet of Chaos. If you are new here, what we do is we are watching through every movie that is from the Walt Disney live... Walt Disney... We are here with a live action movie, the Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) I mean, there is one now. I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What we do is we watch all of the Walt Disney Animation Studios feature films in order of their release date. So we started with the first one, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And we've worked our way up, uh, we're going to get our way up to present day, eventually, but currently we're in the 70s, and if I have all of our fun intro in, then you'll know we're covering the mini adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Alright, I feel like a prerequisite apology is immediately necessary. Okay, that was dramatic. That was so dramatic. (laughs) So, a couple prerequisite apologies. I'm not at my house. Normally, if you've listened to us before, I have a dog and two cats, and they're all very rambunctious. However... We're in person today. Um, we have had the opportunity to all get together at our parents' house, so we're going to uh, go ahead and warn any headphone users. There will probably be some loud moments. Editing Aaron does his best to rein in Andrew and Adam's volume, but I can we only do so much. Um, but on the topic of animals, oh Musa, there are three <laughs> dogs in this house right now, and they're all very... They all got they all got energy within the past twenty minutes. So we're gonna attempt to keep them reined in, but if there's some barking or tippy tapping applause, absolutely hear the tippy tapping. Uh, just don't judge editing Aaron. He doesn't get paid for this. So, <laughs> um, and then on top of all of that, this is my favorite movie. On the previous episode, it was Andrew's favorite movie covering Robin Hood, and once back more, back. we get to cover one of our favorites. With one of With our favorites. The Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. And on top of that, Andrew's fiance Angela, is joining us in the studio today. What? Normally she's part of our live studio audience, but today she's joining in the convo. So we are mega excited. Well, so Say hi. She's yes. so excited she's speechless. Hi. Yay. <laughs> okay, she Angela, has words. Hopefully we're prepared for this. As I ask all of our guests, what is your favorite animated Disney movie? I thought about this so hard. I think it's this one. Really? I was expecting Princess and the Frog. Princess and the Frog is my favorite princess movie. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. I think it might be this one. That's fair. This is a classic. Mm -hmm. Uh, So before we start getting into the bulk of this episode, I'm going to introduce us and... 
for you for there's a couple of y'all that you may be like mm, there's one we all know there's one we all oh, know most definitely there's probably a couple that y'all are gonna say could have been something else but it's fine so we're gonna start with the obvious one and that's Andrew Andrew's our Tigger <laughs> there is zero question as I that. have said on many occasions Andrew is the H in ADHD I <laughs> am indeed H stands for hyperactive in that, uh, in that acronym acronym by the way speaking so. of Tigger we have our we Muso have yeah, our dad's dog Muso's here, and he has a Tigger collar on because he's quite the jumper. So oh yeah, we've got two Tiggers with us, and Adam's girlfriend's dog's name is Rue. So we have two Winnie the Pooh characters here with us. He will probably dog. be the most vocal throughout all of this, probably, so. as he is. He has found a tennis ball, and that is his new purpose. So <laughs> that is Andrew. Adam, I had the most difficult time with you. I really wanted to make you Eeyore, <laughs> but. I just felt like you could have been Eeyore or Winnie the Pooh. You are really good at being a lot of characters in movies, but ultimately... It's called being multifaceted, sweetie. I felt like... <laughs> you're yeah, right. All trades, My master. None. Adam, you're our gopher today. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just felt as though gopher... Like, you just... Gopher doesn't really care. He's just there to do his job. <laughs> He's here to get paid. I'm not in the book. And I feel like that was a lo- that's you a lot of times. You're just like, man, let's just do this. Also, like, Gopher's like, I can use dynamite. Let's get him out. I was like, also, <laughs> immediately, let's just blow it up, man. You know, I haven't, that's the strongest argument I've heard. Yeah, no. So, Adam, you are Gopher today. All right, I'll take it. Abby, you were also almost Eeyore. And then you were almost Piglet, but I decided to make you our title character. You're Winnie the Pooh today. That was an excellent decision. I felt that whenever he said, time for something sweet. I was like a bear <laughs> after my own like heart. Every <laughs> lunch break I have at work, I'm like, all right, good. I've had food. I am satisfied. But I couldn't get a milkshake. Perhaps <laughs> 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 I deserve something sweet. But like, One of my favorite lines of all time is spoken by Winnie the Pooh in this movie. I am short, fat, and proud of That's that. That's my oh life motto. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, it is what I live by. So, oh, man. yes, Winnie the Pooh, excellent choice. Yeah, and just the way that Winnie the Pooh, like, talks to the rest of the characters in the Hundred Acre Wood, I just feel like it's very reminiscent of you. Just very loving and kind of ditzy and lost <laughs> a lot of time, but, like, so much yeah. hard in it. <laughs> Um, next is me, so I'm Aaron. I'm your hopefully humble host. And you are the Heffalumps and Woozles. Actually, no. <laughs> I'm sure most of y'all are expecting me to say I'm Rabbit, because I do tend to be OCD. However, I decided upon this viewing that I'm Piglet, because I tend to be very uh, worrisome. Kind of neurotic. Me, Piglet. So, just, yeah. just Aaron, don't make fun of people with stutters. That's not nice. It's not stutter, it's anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so maybe on... Fun fact, there's actually another Winnie the Pooh movie that we're going to cover in the main ones. It's just called Winnie the Pooh. Oh, right. Yeah, that was made in the 2010s? It's 2011. Uh Will we not cover the Piglet's big movie? That came out in theaters. That was Disney Toon Studios. Okay, because I know that had a theatrical Mm -hmm. release, so I wasn't sure. Yeah, some of the Disney Toons did have theatrical releases, I did not realize that. Most of them did not. Gotcha. I mean, we could cover that eventually. I but, didn't realize um, some of them had theatrical releases, so now, that's why I was like, oh, are we in, covering in that the as well? 2011 Winnie the Pooh, Rabbit is a lot more, like, compulsive OCD. Ow, that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbit's a lot more compulsive, so I more than likely end up being Rabbit in that one. Is it, like, a similar story in that one? No, it's a different story, but it's... I mean, it's the same. It's just different adventures of, of Winnie same the Same characters, Pooh. different stories. It's just I adventures think. in the Hundred Acre Wood, but it's it's got the... It's got the atmosphere of the modern-day Winnie the Pooh stuff mm-hmm. with Jim Cummings. Okay, so. yeah, that's oh. right. Um, and then finally, we have our lovely Angela. 
And Angela, for the longest time, I was going to make you Piglet because you're very quiet. But okay. I decided that... The role you, was filled, so... I just, well, I changed myself to Piglet after I decided, Angela, Angela, you're Kanga because you're the mom of every group Aww, you're in. Oh, yeah, and that's you so think, true. <laughs> you think Andrew is a deer. Yeah. And Kanga calls Tigger deer. She's she tiger, called me deer. deer. You know what, Adam? <laughs> the energy immediately grew up. <laughs> Oh, so, um, we didn't notice Eeyore. No, I love Aww. Eeyore. We do notice him. We Thanks just... for not noticing. No. <laughs> I'm sorry, Eeyore. I'll make Adam we're all, Eeyore. We're all Eeyore. We'll see. Yeah, we all got a little distracting bit of Distracting quartet of chaos can be Eeyore. Um, so without further ado, I say that a lot now, um, we can jump into this episode. But before we start our fun facts and snazzy stats ep- portion of the episode... I actually have to do things a little different because this is a different kind of movie. Mm-hmm. So I have to start with a couple fun facts in order to make the snazzy stats make sense. Okay. And y'all are all confused, but it's going to make sense soon. <laughs> so the Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh oh, in actually <laughs> was never intended to be a theatrical movie. Mm-hmm. It started as three separate animated featurettes. Mm-hmm. Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree, Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day, and Winnie the Pooh and Tigger 2. Which we had all three of those on we VHS. We did. So we own most every Disney movie like ever on VHS <laughs> or DVD. That's obviously an exaggeration. So many. But technically we didn't own this because we didn't ever have a copy of The Mini Adventures mm-hmm. of Winnie the Pooh. But we had all three featurettes on VHS. And the only part of this movie we don't have is the little the part at the end where Christopher Robin goes back to school. That was added at the end to tie it all up and make it feel like an ending of a movie. Okay. And then, of course, there's tiny little, like, segue branches in between the three featurettes to make it feel more cohesive. Mm-hmm. But it did start out as three separately released featurettes. Um, the last one was released in 1974, three years before this movie was released. That was Tigger 2, Winnie the Pooh and Tigger 2. Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day was released in 1968. And Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree was released in 1966. So it was in production when Walt was alive. So Walt Disney was, was technically in production. Adam West Batman was out. Weird pull, but technically yeah. correct. Walt I don't know. My brain goes to weird places. Was so. physically involved in the production of the Mini Adventures of Winnie Batman the Pooh. Places. And so were a couple yeah. other people that we thought we were done talking about. But because the first featurette was in production in the early, late... 50s, early 60s, there are people that we're going to get to revisit that we thought we said goodbye to. Okay. Cool. So I needed to go ahead and say that before the snazzy stats because if I just mentioned, hey, one of our producers is Walt Disney, y'all would be like, um, Aaron, it's 1977. Not all. He's dead. Um, he's 60 so. under. Exactly. <laughs> so I wanted no, to go ahead and preface you guys. under Disneyland. Six feet under Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to preface you guys with that knowledge so you don't think that I have lost all of my marbles. Okay. So now... most of the marbles. That's true. Okay. Now we can jump into (laughs) fun facts and snazzy stats. Mm -hmm. So let's go ahead and jump into our fun facts and snazzy stats about the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. So this movie was released on March 11th of 1977, which is probably the most odd time of year we've seen a theatrical theatrical release yet mm-hmm. so go march <laughs> um this movie no is bias. no not at all this movie is 74 minutes long 
and of course is based on the book Winnie the Pooh by A.A. A. Milne, um, which was, he I think ended up writing a couple different books, but there was the main book just called Winnie the Pooh. But A.A. <laughs> a. Milne wrote Winnie the Pooh, and it ended up becoming a phenomenon over in the United Kingdom specifically. Um, and because they were mostly well-known in the United Kingdom, the Western audience wasn't super familiar with it. When Walt found out about Winnie the Pooh, mm-hmm. he decided to have them done in featurettes because he wanted the Western audience to become more familiarized with the character and the stories of Winnie the Pooh rather than just throwing out a movie and hoping people went to see it because not a lot of people knew about Winnie the Pooh at that point. Okay. But obviously it worked out because Winnie the Pooh has become like the most iconic Disney character ever, almost. Yeah, so. one of them. That does that actually explains a lot though about how mm-hmm. it was featurettes because I noticed it does feel segmented when you watch it. Well, that yes, but also I noticed in like the different segments, Christopher Robin's voice sounded different because he would obviously would have had to have been voiced by different. That's young because boys. there's three different people credited to voice Christopher Robin. So I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah. Um, so normally this is when I would talk about the box office and the budget. But there's nothing. Y'all, I found zero <laughs> numbers. I looked on so many websites. I did so many Google searches. I couldn't find a budget or a box office gross estimate. Nothing. So I don't know if Winnie the Pooh was financially successful, but we know it worked out in the end. So yeah. That's all I have to say about that's that. That's all we need All I know was no info on money. Because <laughs> um, Winnie the Pooh is not about the money. No. It's about the friends you make along the it's way. It's about the honey, not it's the money. It's about the <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I was going to make a Fast and the Furious joke, and that was just so much better, and I'm so mad about it. <laughs> hey, you should be ready for this. I, this is, I've been prepping for this since before we even did the intro episode. I've been waiting. He visited his thinking spot before this. I did. I did a lot of think, think, think. This is going to be the entire episode, isn't it? Probably. Yep. Um, so we have two directors, and they're both nine old men. Wolfgang Reitherman came back to direct again. He's done... A lot of movies so far. And then John Lounsbury, who was another one of the nine old men, is a director. I noticed in the credits, uh, Frank Thomas and Ollie Johnston Johnston were uh, were they some of the animators or mm-hmm. something like that? I noticed that yeah. they were Most in of it the too. nine a lot of the nine old men were still working with the company at this point. I think one or two of them had left. Maybe one of them had already died at this point. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I haven't done enough research into their history. I know the last one that all nine of them worked <clears throat> on was Peter Pan. And after Peter Pan, there wasn't a movie where all nine of them were present again. Right. But specifically, Frank Thomas and Ollie Johnston, those two were involved animating for Disney for a very long time. They were some of the last two of the nine mm. men to keep working for the company. Um, so, now, our producer is, of course, Walt Disney, partially, because he was still alive and uh-huh. well when it first started out. And then Wolfgang Reitherman was also a producer for the rest of this. Uh, music was done by Buddy Baker, who we've never talked about before. He is a Disney legend. Um, I think he has done some of the music score for several of the movies that we're going to cover in the future. I think he did, like, The Fox and the Hound. Um, hmm. He did some okay. of the live-action ones, like... Um... Oh, shoot, I just forgot. There's a couple that I read that he did. Um, so we will hear his name a couple more times. And he... It's actually, other than the nine old men and people that are a part of the physical Disney family, he's the first person that we've talked about that has his name on a window in Main Street, USA. Really? So, for those of you that don't know... Is if, that Disneyland or Disney World or both? He is in the Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, in 
Oh, shoot, I think it's in one of my fun facts. No. Um, in every park, except maybe Disneyland Paris? It wouldn't surprise me if it was Disneyland Tokyo. In, Tokyo, in a yeah. lot of the parks, in Main Street USA, all the windows have names of people that have been incredibly integral to the business and the company of Disney. In a different way than what is considered a Disney legend, it's people that were in the crew, people that worked on music and sound and directing and like I there's not really any people that are actors that did that have their names up but it's kind names of like the and backbone like, of the behind the scenes yeah of people that really helped make Disney what it is right from okay. the, from a production standpoint um, and all the windows have names that are in like kind of cheeky fun ways that are kind of a play on their names but not just like saying Buddy Baker right like right. it would have some kind like of Buddy Baker or something like that, that or yeah. like have some kind of play on what he did so like if he was a music composer it'd be like the musical magnificence of Buddy Baker or something like that. Like, mm -hmm. really clever stuff, and it's in most every park on Main Street USA's, and I think a couple places outside of Main Street, like there may be some windows in, like, Frontierland or Adventureland that have them as well. Okay. Um, but that is, it's a very, very big deal. There's a lot of requirements in order to be able to get your name on a window. You have to be retired. Uh, you have to have done a certain amount of things for the company, and... All sorts of stuff, but like it's a big, big honor, and he's the first person, other than the nine old men, that has had that. So mm -hmm. I think there may have been like one other person that we talked about, but but that's pretty fun. Um, and then the songs, all of the songs, and there is a plethora of songs. They were all done by the Sherman Brothers. Mm -hmm. All right, we've talked about many times before. They were the ones that did Mary Poppins that we mentioned, played Walt's favorite song all the time, "Feed the Birds" from Mary Poppins. Yeah, well, so we've we've talked about the Sherman Brothers a couple times, and I mentioned that they had disputes with management after Walt died and left the studio, but then they did come back in the year 2000 to do the songs for the Tigger movie. So Oh, good. That's so, by the bangers. I had forgotten that they did the Winnie <laughs> the Pooh music, so what a nice return back to the Sherman Brothers for just a moment. I forgot how many songs were in this. It's quite a lot. Quite a lot. Quite a lot. Um... So I guess we'll jump into the cast. We have talked about <clears throat> all but one person in, oh, really? pre in previous movies. Wow. Uh, no, two people? All, one character in this movie has a voice actor we have not talked about. Okay. Go for it. Yes. <laughs> um, so first and foremost... I'm a genius! ...is Winnie the Pooh. guess. And this is our hashtag sad no. news. No! No! Literally, because it's Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So... Sterling Holloway is the voice of Winnie the Pooh. We've talked about him we innumerable him. times. He's been so many different things. The Cheshire Cat, Ka, you name it, he's been it. Um, like If he hasn't been awarded Disney Legend, he deserves I it. I believe he has. He better have. Um, he's iconic. Winnie the Pooh, the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, is the last thing that Sterling Holloway did with Disney. He did not die until 1992. Okay. Okay. Oh, but okay. I'm thinking this is around... I think this was one of the last movies he did, period. So I think this is around when he retired. Okay. Okay. So... You know, back when you could yeah, still so retire. It's not as sad news bear stories as it could be. But, but it is still sad that we do have to say a fond farewell to our Sterling Holloway. Mm-hmm. So he served us well. He did. What a, what a good way to go out as. As Winnie but, the Pooh. like... To, for one legend to step away from Winnie the Pooh, only to be picked up by, by Jim legend. Cummings, who is just as much of a legend. Mm -hmm. What a, what a cool like 
character to have just kind of helped forge these legends. And no wonder Winnie the Pooh is just so well loved. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yes. Voice only by the best. That is the end of Sterling Holloway. We salute you, sir. We miss you more than we miss Teehee. Okay, mm-hmm. let's not get crazy. Okay. <laughs> uh, next is Christopher Robin, and he was voiced by three different people because three different featurettes. Mm-hmm. I don't know who voiced him in which featurette that mm-hmm. just had the, the names. So first is Bruce Reitherman, who was Mowgli and Arthur. Uh, we've talked about him a couple times. Mm-hmm. Son of uh, Wolfgang Reitherman. Yeah, if yes. I had to guess, he was probably the first voice I would of Winnie the Pooh. Because that seems like it it's been, be it's been time. A, 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 good, a good year, a couple years since he's been in a movie. Um, and then also we have John Walmsey, who did a couple other things. I didn't see anything else he did for Disney, but he was a long-running character in a nine-season show called the The Waltons. I'd never heard of it, but it said that there was nine seasons, so a lot of people may know that show. Mm-hmm. But he was in that show. Um, and then finally, we have someone named Timothy Turner. Um, and Turner, I, yeah. I was I, holding yep. it in. Yep, and I he didn't even have a Wikipedia page. I could have tried to look up more about him, but I didn't. So there you go. It's Christopher Robin. Um, Piglet was voiced by John Fielder, of course. We talked about him in the last episode. He was the church mouse, the sexton mouse. Mm-hmm. We'll see him again soon in The Fox and the Hound as the porcupine. I believe he'll be in The Rescuers as a character, and then he takes a long hiatus from the feature films until Emperor's New Groove and comes back as Rudy the Old Man. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about John Fielder quite a bit in the future. Uh, Next we have Eeyore, who was voiced by Ralph Wright. We've heard him once more as he was the gloomy elephant in the Jungle Book. Mm -hmm. And these were the only two things that he did as voice acting. Eeyore is technically his only credit. He was uncredited as the gloomy elephant, but that is what he did. I may be thinking of a later Eeyore voice. Probably so. Because a later one... um is uh, so I, I mentioned a couple episodes ago when we were talking about the the voice actress of Pig, the voice actor of Piglet, mm-hmm. how I had been looking up the um, the voice cast for Piglet mm-hmm. because we had been to me and Emma had been to Universal and she said she remembered whenever the Transformers ride opened that um, Piglet had the same voice actor as Optimus Prime. Or Megatron, something like that, mm. which wasn't correct. I think I think they had reported it wrong because mm. I think a later voice of Eeyore is Optimus Prime. Oh, okay, it's oh, probably yeah. it's probably whoever does modern Eeyore uh-huh. now. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ralph Wright was most involved in the behind the scenes work on the movies. He did a lot of like story work and stuff for Disney, and he just they, he lent his voice for Eeyore because he had that nice bass voice. And, okay. yeah. Um and it works well. Yeah, and then next we have Rue. <laughs> and Rue has two credited voice actors, which I mentioned last episode because the voice the voice of Tagalong, Skippy's youngest sister in Robin Hood. Bye, Mr. Robin Hood. Come again on my, my birthday. birthday. <laughs> that is Dory Whitaker, and she was also credited as Rue. I saw that last time we did an episode, and I was very thrown off because I've known for a while that Rue was voiced by Clint Howard, the younger brother of Ron Howard. Right. And they were both credited for acting as Rue's voice, and I'm guessing it's probably to do with child labor laws and such. Probably. Um, but both of them are... Well, and also that they were the featurettes. They were different featurettes, that's true. So it's probably part of it. Um, as well. But Clint Howard, we talked about him in The Jungle Book. He was Colonel Hattie Jr., the yeah. little elephant. 
so that's Rue, and then we have Kanga, who is voiced by Barbara Luddy. Meriwether, mm-hmm. Lady, we've talked about her many times. The, the, she the, is the, the sister mouse in Robin Hood. I think you said Sex that. Sex 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 yes, Sex and, and the, the rabbit mom in Robin Hood. Oh, yeah, Hood. yeah. Um, she's been in several things. I'm not positive, but this may be one of the last roles that she did with Disney. I forgot to look. But this was her time frame. Like, the 60s and 70s was Barbara Luddy in Disney. Oh, so, yeah. Um, and it took me forever to realize that she was Kanga to make that connection. But she does a good job. And then next is Tigger, who we talked about in the Aristocats, is voiced by Paul Winchell. He was Shun Gone, the Siamese <laughs> cat piano player. Yeah. Percussionist. Amen. And percussionist, yeah. yeah. Um, so we have talked about Paul Winchell. He's the one that has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Hmm. Good old Tigger. And then next we have Rabbit, who is voiced by Junius Matthews. He was Archimedes in Sword and Stone. Um, and then he oh, was right. a dog in 101 Dalmatians, I believe. One of the minor dogs. Mm. But um, after Rabbit, that's kind of all that Junius Matthews did. He didn't do a whole ton with Disney. But uh, And then next is Owl, who was voiced by Hal Smith who was Otis the Town Drunk on Andy Griffith. We talked mm-hmm. about him mm. in... Oh, shoot. What else was he in? He was Goofy in Mickey's Christmas Carol that Adam and I talked about in mm-hmm. our holidays episode. Um, shoot. He was in a movie that we watched not, not too long ago. Maybe The Jungle Book? I think it was the... Maybe it's the Aristocats. It's one of those. I don't remember. But we've talked about Hal, Hal Smith before. Um, so he came back as Owl. He had a huge career in voice acting. And then next is Gopher, who is voiced by Howard Morris, who did a ton of like minor character voices for cartoon shows. He did a lot of Hanna Barbera. He was Adam Ant. Oh, okay. Um, I um, that was kind of the only like name, like main name character that I saw that he voiced. He did a lot of background characters for stuff like The Flintstones and a bunch of other shows from around that same time. Cool. Um, and then he was Gopher, hmm. which is pretty fun. Uh, and then finally, we have the narrator, who is Sebastian Cabot, who was Bagheera, Bagheera. in the Jungle Book. Um, and I think he was in. He may have been in Robin Hood as well. No, he was in Sword in the Stone as like one of the Lord guys. I think. Yeah, I believe so. So we have talked about all of them except Gopher before. And that's your cast. Um, now I just have a few fun facts, um, and then we can jump into the movie. So, first fun fact is that the joke that was made about Gopher not being in the book, referring mm-hmm. to the phone book, is multi-meaning because Gopher was not in the book by A.A. Milne. Mm-hmm. Not in the original Winnie the Pooh book. They added him because Walt oh, wanted there to be a, a, a all-American character. That, <laughs> like, that they, so they felt like they were contributing some originality to the story. Yeah, we were watching it and Angela goes, Wait, was he not? Is that like a joke? Was he not actually in the Winnie the Pooh book? I was like, I've never read it. I don't know. And so she looked it up. She was like, I'm a genius. He's not. <laughs> so that is a fun, faulty, multifaceted joke about phone books and the original story. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of the rest of my fun facts were what we went over beforehand about the featurettes. So we'll just go ahead and talk about uh, park representation because the rest of stuff about uh, Winnie the Pooh is just, you know, it kind of became its own empire. Mm -hmm. Of course, Winnie the Pooh having more straight-to-video movies, and there's been several, several TV shows. Um, I mean, it's just become such a popular IP. Everybody knows Winnie the Pooh, and there's just been a lot throughout the ages with his face on it. Um, 
but not a whole ton of fun facts, not a whole ton of info in general on this movie specifically. Mm -hmm. So we'll go ahead and jump into park representation. So first and foremost, we have the attraction, The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, mm -hmm. that is present in Walt Disney World in Florida, Disneyland in California, Disneyland Hong Kong, and Disneyland Shanghai. This is the first one in a while we've had just a major ride. It had, yes, it's been a long time since we've had a major like e-ticket attraction. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, <laughs> we talked about this before, but the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, at least in Disney World in Florida, uh, replaced Mr. Toad's wild ride. And so there's a picture in the ride of Mr. Toad handing the deed to the plot over to Owl. Which is a fun little nod. I think I think we talked about that in the, mm -hmm. uh, the other one. Yeah, and then mm -hmm. the Winnie the Pooh ride replaced <clears throat> something in Disneyland, but I don't. I forgot to write it down. I don't remember what it was, but it wasn't Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. No, that's something, still there. They're it was really something there. else, um, but that's neither here nor there. Um, in Disneyland Tokyo, there's a ride called Pooh's Honey Hunt, which is very similar to the Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, but they have uh, full audio animatronics, like full 3D animatronics that work, and it's a trackless ride, like some of the Ooh, newer stuff. Okay. Oh, cool. Um, I can't so, go to Tokyo at some point. Mm -hmm. I would love to go. And then, other than the ride, you have Winnie the Pooh references and characters in like every parade ever, and there's always some sort of reference in fireworks shows. They're probably in Fantasmic at some point. I think just about every park you can meet and greet mm -hmm. with Winnie the Pooh characters. Pooh, Piglet, Tigger, and Eeyore are always meet and greet characters. And if you go to the Crystal Palace restaurant, which I know is in Disney World, Florida, but I don't know if any of the other parks have the Crystal Palace. Um, the Crystal Palace is kind of like a restaurant based on the Winnie the Pooh meet and greet characters. So really? whenever we were in, we went to Disney World in 2015. Um, it was just. Andrew, myself, and Abby. Adam mm -hmm. didn't get to go on that trip. We had breakfast at the Crystal Palace the day that we went to the Magic Kingdom. And they had Winnie the Pooh characters come out and meet and greet, and then they would do a Pooh parade, and all the kids could like march around the restaurant. Or something. With, well, something? they do that regularly. Oh, yeah. But I they do a Pooh parade, and all the kids, that. anybody that wants to, can do, march in a parade around the restaurant with the Pooh characters. And of course, even though we were all like teenagers and adults, we did it anyway. I was about to say, you guys did it, right? Why not? Well, I know what we're adding to our itinerary. You'll definitely do some research about that, because I don't know if they have the meet and greet characters every day, but I know that they do have the meet and greet characters Plan at the Crystal accordingly. Palace. Um, and then, that is actually, well, I'll wait till our memories, because that meet and greet poo characters are a big part of my nostalgia. So, mm -hmm. uh, we can go ahead and jump to Adam for Tall Tales from Traverse Town. I forgot to even prepare this. Luckily, this is an easy one. Yeah. So, and uh, not in the way that the others have been easy ones. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh is actually very important in Kingdom Hearts lore, which is weird to me. That's no, perfect. It begins in Kingdom Hearts 1 whenever you go to uh, Merlin, who teaches you the first spells. You, you're at his tower. He, um, there's a book that gets kind of destroyed. Is it Merlin, like, in the sewers of yep. Traverse Town? I think so, yeah. I don't know if it's, I don't know, I couldn't remember if it was, like, sewers or just, or what? Catacombs yeah, or something. Yeah, it's, it's the underneath. Yeah. But, um, he, a book gets destroyed that is the mini adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Or just, maybe just Winnie the Pooh, I don't know. Probably. But it's got a lot of torn pages. You can find those throughout and then do different levels in the Hundred Acre Wood with those people. Pause real quick. Muso, stop. Go lay down. I love you, but I can't have you jumping up on me right now. 
and then as it goes on, you can get different uh, you get different items there. You meet different characters and do different mini games and stuff like that. It's a lot of fun. Um, as you collect the pages, doesn't it help? Bring that is Kingdom Hearts two. When they bring their memories, the, yes. The so I will, I will get I will get okay. into that in a second. Okay. I couldn't remember that. I, I thought that was in, I thought you had to help them remember stuff in Kingdom Hearts one as well. I don't think so because I don't think you know what they need to remember. Regardless, okay. uh, from my memory, again, it's been a minute for me. I will, I will fully admit that you are helping them. Uh, you're because I think you're unlocking different parts. <laughs> in the, you go onto the storybook, and it becomes like a map. As you are like standing on the storybook, and different places get revealed as you get more pages, so you can go to different places like the Honey Tree or Rabbit's House and different stuff like that. There's a couple fun little mini games. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of fun mini games. I love that one. I don't remember if there's a reward at the end. I think you do get a Keyblade. I know in two you absolutely get a Keyblade. I don't remember in one if you do, but you probably do. Maybe I was thinking of two. But in Kingdom Hearts two, whenever you, because uh, Sora has been asleep for uh, a while. Um, you, you're meeting back up with some of the characters, including a lot of the Final Fantasy characters who are with Merlin trying to clean up the town of Heartless. You go into the book, and um, Sora uh, gets to say hi to Pooh again. Pooh remembers him. It's a great time, and then everything kind of freezes. And you go out of the book and realize that a, um, a Heartless has taken the book. Whoa. And you have to, you have to you, you beat him up and get it back. But the pages have gone. So you go back into the book, and Pooh does not remember you anymore. Oh. As you get pages, more and more characters start remembering you and act like they haven't. And then at the very end, Pooh uh, calls you Sora by name, as if nothing has happened. Oh. It's so... It's honestly so cute, and I love it. It's so precious. Um, because I want to say Pooh is in almost every game. I know in Birth by Sleep, there's a, a like a mini game board that has him, but it's not really anything. You get to you get to find the book, but it doesn't do anything. Um, in Kingdom Hearts three, you get to go back to the book that I think Scrooge finds. <laughs> Scrooge McDuck. I don't remember. It's weird, huh. and it's uh, the worst version of it because I want to say it's very similar to the plot of Kingdom Hearts two, where it's just oh he forgot you, or it may just they may remember you and it's just oh we're doing this random thing. But there is a... They add Lumpy. The Heffalump. He's in there now. Oh, yeah. But it's the kind of the same <laughs> minigame over and over again, so it's lesser. But you, I do I do know for sure in Kingdom Hearts 3 you get a Keyblade from it. Okay. Uh, and I... And long story short, that's it. It's a small, self-contained world in Kingdom Hearts that you go to a lot. That's really fun. Mm-hmm. That's really fun. Um, speaking of Kingdom Hearts... Real quick pause. Um, shameless self-promotion. Oh my so, gosh, yeah. I've got some big oh stuff in the works. Uh, my friend Hunter and I are, we've started a YouTube channel that we're going to be doing, that we, I say gonna, we've already started, that we're doing video gaming in, and we have done some Kingdom Hearts as well, <coughs> um, that we'll be doing a playthrough of, because Hunter's never played Kingdom Hearts. So really? I am playing it, and he's experiencing it, and doing his best to pick up the puzzle pieces and figure out a little bit of what's happening. Um, Good luck, Hunter. So, we're called Redbeard Games on YouTube if anyone just wants to go watch two guys just play Redbeard Games. Specifically Redbeard Games, not Redbeard Gaming. I made that mistake. Yes, Games. <laughs> with um, a Z. It's not with a Z. No, it's not with a Z. <laughs> it's not with a Z. Don't confuse them. So, just quick little shameless self-promotion there if, if you just are into watching video game playthroughs. Um, we do that. We live stream a good bit, and then we upload episodes as well, so... That's pretty fun. Anyways, now we can jump into the plot of the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. 
Oh boy, I'm so ready. Are we going plots or first impression? Or nostalgia. Or nostalgia. Bruh. Aaron's so excited he forgot about everything. Okay. <laughs> Who cares about what we need? Boom! Here's our segment of Aaron wasn't paying attention. Oh darn. Yay. Okay. Is so, it a segment if it's only happened once? <laughs> I say no. Uh, we'll, we'll pick... Shut up. Thank you, Siri. I'm not talking to you, girl. <laughs> Sorry, my watch is trying to make a guest appearance. Um, we'll start with nostalgia. So, as I said earlier, we did technically own this one, but we just own the three featurettes. Um, Pooh was a big part of our family. Growing up, our mom's youngest sister, for all of us when we were babies, for our first Christmas, she would get us a big stuffed Winnie the Pooh. I was hoping you were going to And most of our, yeah. I think all of our smash cakes, like our first birthday yeah, smash cakes. All of our first birthday cakes were all Winnie the Pooh. Um, Abby had a Winnie the Pooh nursery that technically I did too, but it's only because I, I we shared a room when she was a baby. For several yeah. years. It was yours. I just shared a room with you when you were a baby. But, <laughs> um, Abby had a Pooh nursery. I have always been huge on Winnie the Pooh. One of the movies that I would just watch on repeat was one of the straight-to-video movies. The, the Search for Christopher Rod. Pooh's Grand Adventure, The Search for Christopher Rock. Also The Grand Book of Pooh. And The Book of Pooh. We did have that one, which was weird. It was it, like the yeah, puppet. The, the, yeah, like the puppets. puppets. I never it was, watched that one. It, I think we had like a VHS at our grandparents that we would no, watch. No, it's here. Happen. It's here at Mom and Dad's. It's here? Yeah. I don't remember us having it. No, yeah, I just didn't watch here. that one as much. It's a little weirder, but <laughs> it was still... A show. It was on like Play, Playhouse Disney or something so. like that back in the yeah. day, and it would no. come on, and we had a... VHS with several episodes on it that you would watch. It was alright. It wasn't the best Pooh thing, but it's not the worst. Yeah, but I'll bring that up in a little bit. But Pooh was just always a part of our, a part of our lives. I mean, I've every time that we've been to Disney, the Winnie the Pooh ride has been a must. It's been a, we have to ride. Oh it. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was. It was one of the first rides we did last year when we went. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like the second ride that Angela got to ride. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. She it was one ride. that she could ride. So. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you didn't get to ride the mine train, so yeah, because that was the second one we did. I think. I think. So. Don't worry, you will. I don't know. Whatever. Um, yeah. But anyways, Pooh has been a very big part of our lives. I've always loved Winnie the Pooh personally. He's been a iconic character in my life. Um, is there anything that y'all want to add? Uh, that was that was mainly the the the, the stuffed animals the thing I was gonna bring up because yeah he was just we grew up watching him uh, watching any almost any form of poo mm-hmm. with uh, yeah no, that's, I've, that's I've got something I don't think any of you have go for it okay um, and this is a really weird like very vivid memory that I have and I've had to look it up recently because I was telling Angela about it but. There was apparently, back in, uh, let me, I have it pulled up here, when was it? In 1983, there was a live-action Winnie the Pooh series called Welcome to Pooh Corner, and it had (laughs) just people in, like, costumes, Winnie the Pooh costumes, running around. And the only reason that I know this exists at all is because our grandparents had this VHS where they had... Is that what I was thinking of? I think so. With the race? Yes. Oh my gosh! I thought that was Book of Pooh! No, that was not Book of Pooh. That explains why I remember... was like the puppets. Yeah, I thought it was the puppets. No, that's that's costumes. So, (laughs) they had the... uh, Our grandparents had this VHS tape where they had taped a bunch of Disney stuff on Disney Channel one day or whatever. Um, Just over the years for us or something. But because uh, I remember it had like uh, like Chippendale Rescue Rangers episode on there, I think like a Ducktales. I remember or the Chippendale like episode. Um, it had stuff like that, and I remember always having to sit through this really weird 
Winnie the Pooh thing, which I don't, I, I like Winnie the Pooh, but it was these like costumes and it just wasn't right. That's unsettling. It was. I was like, this isn't, I don't like this Winnie the Pooh. Just get to Chippendale and, and, and DuckTales, man. But yeah, and they were having like this potato sack race thing or whatever in it. I, but I think it was a parody of the, the, like, the tortoise and the hare. I, something like that. I have, I, or, I have no idea. Yeah, it was, it was called Welcome to Pooh Corner. Um, I'm gonna pull up a picture. I must for, have blocked for Abby and Aaron to yeah, see. You at home? But there's uh, one se- um, one season, and it apparently aired. It came out from like 1983 to 1986. But there you go. That you okay. at home can also look up the. That's picture. not quite as unsettling as I was expecting it to look. How oh no no, no 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 no! Wait till you see that. <laughs> Swipe over to the picture of Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Oh my oh. gosh, that is horrifying! Yeah, it's this like was... all the Easter ra- like the Easter bunny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the that was Book of Pooh. Yeah, see, I remember Book of Pooh. For some reason, in Ugh. my mind, it is very vividly that that did that did the race. <sighs> it was not that that did the race. So now that we have, <gasps> I think now that Adam is not going to be killed by a spooter <laughs> or maybe. <laughs> But you also just ruined your chance of possibly becoming Spider-Man. I'll take it. Okay. (laughs) So, now that we have discussed our nostalgia, probably more than we even could have, um, Angela, tell us about your nostalgia of Winnie the Pooh. Okay, Winnie the Pooh was my childhood. Yes. So, my younger sister and I are close in age. Uh, My older siblings, there's a big gap. So, me and my little sister are close in age, so we always shared rooms. And I was the Tigger girl, and she was the Pooh girl. And I had, we both had giant stuffed animals. I had Tigger, she had Pooh. I had two Tigger dolls that jumped. One had Rue on his shoulder. We had baby dolls. They were like little water dolls. And mine had a Tigger costume and hers had a Pooh costume. Like we were the Tigger and Pooh. We had a dollhouse that opened up and it was Winnie the Pooh's house. It was like a tree that opened up. Like my entire childhood, I just remember Pooh like constantly. We watched it every day. We played it. It was probably Winnie the Pooh. Pulled in there and like reenacted scenes. Oh, always. Oh, haha. I got it, Adam. Thank you. Well, I didn't hear you. He said, said, now you're marrying Tigger. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Isn't that weird? I, was, <laughs> I love Tigger, and now I literally have a Tigger. <laughs> I won this one. So I'm you were probably very excited to revisit this movie. Oh, yeah. I was too. I, was I too. mean, we've watched Winnie the Pooh, like different Winnie the Pooh stuff several times since we started dating and before including, we started dating. Including like, we started watching through the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh, the series. Oh, I love that, love that series. We watched started, through that we, Which we need times. to go and We had again. several VHS tapes mm-hmm. with a lot of episodes of those as well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. The only one that I remember vividly the one with is the bug? Swill. Oh, Swill. <laughs> swill? Why do I not remember They made swill? some like concoction or whatever. And Tigger's like, I call it Swill. I don't remember that one. I remember the pack rats one. Oh, oh I yeah, the pack rats. I remember and the, the one with the, the caterpillar that took place at night with the with long the, sandwich. The caterpillar, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the the Christopher Robin science project. Yes. The, the, yeah, the bug. I remember the one where Rabbit built the fort that he then couldn't get out of because yes. Tigger kept messing up his garden. Okay, we're getting down a <laughs> rabbit hole. Let me back. Uh, see, I gotta go back so, and rewatch these because I don't remember a no. lot of those. Oh my gosh. So, when my sister was having her baby for her baby shower, I was in charge of a lot of things. But one of the things specifically I was in charge of is getting a guest book. So, I went and got this really pretty Winnie the Pooh uh, storybook edition. It was really pretty. Did it look like the AA And everyone wrote 
uh, my niece little messages inside the story. I love Look. that. And then with Lily, our daughter, we were going to have a Winnie the Pooh nursery as well. Mm-hmm. And Winnie the Pooh is just, it's such a good... It's so sweet and just precious. kind of universal. It, does, it, it makes it, sense a, for nurseries. It's a good <laughs> theme it to is. go with. And... Um, my first and only trip to Disney World so far was yes. last summer, and I went in to Magic Kingdom, got a disability pass, walked out of the building, and there was like this little tram with all the Winnie the Pooh characters on it. So that's like the first thing I experienced in Disney World, and it was oh, how fitting. Magical. It was it was so great. And then we waited for like an hour in Epcot near where Winnie the Pooh came out. She was like, I I'm waiting for Winnie the Pooh. I recognized the hill. Because I, I, I was on TikTok. I, I see oh him on TikTok gosh. all the time. I'm like, I know that location. So I stood she there. Was like, Andrew, I sat Andrew, there. Winnie the Pooh comes out here. I was like, are you... Are you sure? She's like, no, no, it is here. It is here. We're gonna. There's shade over there. We're gonna sit on that bench in the shade and wait for Winnie the Pooh. See, I've seen. All right. I've seen Winnie the Pooh every time I've been to Disney, but I had never seen him at Epcot at the Butterfly Spot. And I got to see him the past time when you talked about it. And when I saw him, me and Maddie were sprinting to him. And I had my phone out recording. I was going, Pooh! We were were all, like, huddled around. And I just kept looking over there because I'm like, he's going to come out any minute now. I saw him. I was like, he's here. He's here. (laughs) Runs as fast as you can. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about first impressions now that we've revisited the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Okay. Um, let's start. Let's start with Adam. I feel like Adam has the least amount of connection to Winnie the Pooh. That is correct. I I, I would agree that I have the least amount of connection, and I feel like that's going to show. I would like to prerequisite. I have been very stressed this 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 past. Angel is just has just a cocktail imaginary cousin, and I have this movie is amazing. I forgot to mention that in our intro, there's a reason it's taken us so long to get this next episode. Adam moved. Adam's been moving. It, it's been a very stressful couple weeks. Mm. It's been to a lot. Even like when watching this was one of the first times I could just sit down, yeah. which felt good, but it was also one like I still had other stuff I needed to do. It's so hard I wasn't to enjoy it when you know you're like I've exactly. got so much I still and have to do. And it being the end of the summer, all of our schedules have been super wild and are all you know possibly changing with the changing of seasons and mm-hmm. stuff. So it's just been difficult trying to get schedules lined up but we're glad adam finished moving basically almost kind of sort of and enough to where i can stay there and that's what matters you can live and that's what matters so we're happy but this movie is very cute i do like it i think it suffers the pinocchio curse of it's like it's very clearly different sections and like it's supposed to be it's it's the same problem as fantasia it's not meant to be seen as a long cohesive story but that's how i judge these movies and as so it is a lot of just threads that kind of come and go without much impact within each other it's very much a episodic tv series that i am judging as a movie which Mm -hmm. isn't fair to the movie itself but that is how i have already kind of established i will be judging things overall though it's it's cute yeah in defense of the movie i think even just the title itself helps a lot with it just being the mini adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Uh-huh. And it doesn't have to feel super cohesive because it's just about the different stories of Winnie the Pooh's adventures mm-hmm. in the Hundred Acre Wood. And that's what the book was. A.A. A. Milne's book, which is a series of non-connected 
different adventures about Pooh and friends. Yeah. And, and I, so I think it translated well enough, but I do understand what you're it saying. Tra- okay. I think it is a very good adaptation, but I think as a movie itself, it's it's fine. And I think a lot of the shorts are, some of the shorts are a lot stronger than others. Yeah. I think we need to have an Instagram so we can have photos like this that <laughs> connect to the, to the episode. It's Angela and her sister with their Precious! It's so cute! Oh, oh my god. So or a Facebook page to upload pictures to one or the other. Sorry. If I interrupt. wasn't afraid of burning myself out, I would totally do that. But social media is the last thing I need to ever That's know. fair. Yeah. I'd volunteer. I'm I mean, always on social media. That's fair. <laughs> Angela, well, you, you, I mean, she was you running the Instagram run, for mine and Adam's podcast. We'll have a vision. You would run you would one as, heck of an as, account. As chaotic as that was, she, she managed that pretty good. We, yeah, can, yeah. we can have a vision meeting later about it. So, um, No, Adam, but I that I get it. Mm-hmm. That's that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew, you want to go ahead and go? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I love this movie. It. I have always loved Winnie the Pooh, except for the one thing. We don't talk, just like we don't talk about Bruno, we don't talk about... Welcome to Pooh Corner. I don't know. I think we should talk about Pooh Corner. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, Winnie the Pooh is always just a wholesome, clean, fun time that is for all, truly all ages. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm in my 30s now and watched it like a week ago with Angela in preparation for this, and I'm still just laughing my butt off and just smiling at everything and having a great time. Uh, it's, it's truly a wonderful time. I didn't... Uh, it, it definitely felt somewhat segmented. I didn't have much of a problem with it. Um, I think between the interactions, breaking the fourth wall with the narrator and interacting with the narrator and using that as some like transitions to the next story, I think worked well enough that I didn't need there to be carryover things to the next one. The transitions the between the featurettes, I think, worked really, really well. I th- it was beautifully done. It, it truly was. And then the, the thing with Christopher Robin going to school at the end of it was great as well. Um, so, I mean, I, I, this is just overall a, a wonderful time. It's so good. Abby? I liked it a lot. It was very cute. Um, I think what I remember from this movie were the individual segments that we had on VHS. So, in in my mind, going in to watch this movie, I, I kind of agree a little bit with Adam. Like, I get where he's coming from because I wasn't expecting it to be so segmented because, I don't know, I just... I, I, was, I, I wasn't prepared for it. I thought it would be... One thing, I, I don't know what it was I was prepared for, um, <laughs> but so it, it definitely did feel very segmented, but that's because it, it is, that's what it is. I don't know what I was um, expecting, but it wasn't that. <laughs> I, like that they, <laughs> I like that they kind of made it transition as chapters. I think that worked very well, mm-hmm. but I love the characters, you know, it has been a big part of all of our childhood, it's childhoods. Plural. Okay. Children. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, I I do think it was very cute, and I did enjoy it. Angela? Um, I loved it. I've always loved it. Um, I think it's, like, the segmented thing is not an issue, because it's literally called The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Mm -hmm. It's not like, Pooh's one adventure, and this is the storyline. It's like, the many. So there's multiple. So... I don't think that's a negative in any way. Also, it's just really cute to watch them hop between the pages. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> Ever. Just, sorry. Watching them hop over the the spine, the, 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 book. the crease, the spine. Oh, I'll get into more. I of love that. that. I love seeing also like on the pages when you can see the words. You can see some of the actual words that, that the narrator actually mm-hmm. says. I've always loved that. Yeah, it's so cool. That. But it's 
so cute. It's so charming. It's so witty and funny. Surprisingly, I was not expecting how funny this There's was. There's a lot yes. of tongue and cheek humor. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's so, it's so fun. I probably find it more funny as an adult than I ever did as oh, a child because yeah. I get more <laughs> of it now. Um, it's, it's just so wholesome. It just makes you, it puts you in a nice place. It's safe and I love it. <laughs> Yes. So, if you can't tell, I'm obsessed with the character Winnie the Pooh, as I've mentioned many times in this podcast. But this movie is just... I've used this term for a lot of movies we talked about recently, just this comfort dark food. age. It's comfort food. I will 100%, is, even with oh, my yeah. negatives on it, 100% agree. I guess we grew up watching a lot of the dark age of Disney, specifically Robin Hood and, and Winnie, Winnie the, the Pooh, Pooh, but like even some of the ones we haven't covered yet, like The Fox and the Hound, I feel like we watched a fair amount. We watched The Aristocats I don't know bit. if I'd call The Fox and the Hound comfort food, because well, no. that one's going to make me that cry one, that every time. That comfort food, but like this era of Disney, I feel like a we good portion so we grew often up on. that it just is easy. With, with can, a couple exceptions, like Great Mouse. I can turn Great my Mouse brain off and, like, and watch it. Yeah, with, with a few exceptions, like The Great Mouse Detective and like The Dark Cauldron, or Black Cauldron, excuse the me. Dark Cauldron. <laughs> Dark Cauldron. And the... the um, no, yeah, like, um, like it's the, just we, it's easy. There's, there's a, and the rescuers. We had the rescuers down under. Yeah. But we didn't have the rescuers, but there was like a few that we didn't grow up on. But the rest of them, I think, was just such a big part of our childhood and growing up. And I think that our parents watched those growing up and saw them in theaters and stuff. And so, yeah. I mean, they, they Dad had they had to saying the Jungle Book. He saw it in theaters. Mom exactly. mentioned to me. I think I mentioned it on an episode. The Aristocats was her first movie in theaters. I think exactly. So um, it's it's just a nostalgic time frame for this family specifically. We, we grew up on a lot of their nostalgia mm-hmm. as well, and so which that, is how it should be. Parents yeah, should it, raise their children on the nostalgia and, of their own and child, so, and that created nostalgia for us. And it's just uh, like these movies. We're like, yeah, we know these. We grew up with these. We're comfortable with these and so I think that helps us in particular a lot with these movies where we're like we're having a good time with these yeah uh, you know because we grew up on it such a big part of our lives yeah but I adore this movie I mean we watched each of the segments each of the featurettes individually or at least I did mm-hmm. really often just because I would as a kid want to watch every ounce of Winnie the Pooh we had so I'd get all the VHS's out this huge stack yeah and just depend on them. do I want to see Winnie the Pooh tied to a balloon? Do I want to see Tigger bouncing people? Or do I want to, you know, see... Uh, stuck in a rabbit hole, you know? <laughs> or do I want to hear the Heffalumps and Woozles song? Exactly. <laughs> so, like, I just feel like I was always watching something Winnie the Pooh. And yes, this movie, there are some flaws that could be found by some people. However... Come on with these podcasts. I wasn't... I was genuinely not trying to at you. I just... Okay. You're, you're okay. my direct <laughs> line of sight. Also, a lot of the songs in this were in the, the uh, sing-along yes, VHS as well. a lot of well. songs I mean, are on the sing I forgot songs. to mention that in the nostalgia. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I, I find no fault with this film. And I am fully understanding that it is mostly because of my nostalgia and my love for the character as a whole, but I, I have no issues with this movie. It is I agree. awesome. I'm, I'm <laughs> honestly expecting this to get a higher score than Robin Hood, and I love Robin Hood. I was, Robin Hood got a higher score than I was hoping even hoping for, yeah. for. I knew I was giving it a 10. I was expecting like 7s or 8s, yeah. maybe a 9. But like, so this, this is absolutely going to get a very, very good score, because this is just a fantastic movie. It is. It is. Okay, so now that we've all talked about just how perfect this movie is, from this <laughs> previous watch through. Let's actually talk about the plot just a smidge. So we'll start with our 
newest segment, our credit critic. Adam, what'd you think Yay! of the credits? I think it was wasted potential. Um, so oh. hold up, hold up. Let me let me let me go ahead and say <laughs> Angela is gay. Before we put the noose around my neck, let me explain. <laughs> Not too late, sorry. That's lightning. Uh-huh. Um I think the credits are fine. I think they're very good. They're very cute. I do like seeing the um, the the playroom and what everything is based off of. I think that's very cute and well done. I would love it a lot more if it was not immediately followed by what would make one of the most perfect opening credits sequences with the a donkey named Eeyore is his where he's jumping across the letters of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, you could have all of them playing on the credits, the credits are happening. and I think that would be. The most perfect thing. However, I do love the intro narrated by Sebastian Cabot. Intro about, about it being Christopher Robin's childhood bedroom. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I think I, that was so I, fun. I love that it starts in the bedroom, seeing them as their stuffed animals, and then you open the book and are transported into this magical place yeah. where they are his friends. And and but I do agree. I wish that you could have found a way to combine them both better. Or I, waited and done opening I credits think, then after like the opening narration. I think you start yeah, you either start with the opening narration and then go to the credits, or do like half of the credits with especially with like producers, animators and stuff, but once you get to the voice cast it needs to be the animation. Yeah. Cause watching um Pooh like hang from um uh uh I can't remember uh Sterling Hollow the name Sterling Holloway would be amazing. It would be awesome. There there like, like oh, yeah. as if Sterling Holloway was like a balloon. He's just tied to it like it goes up. There's so much <laughs> possibility. It was it was oh it was right there again. I like it. I think it's great. I think they shot themselves in the foot because it just immediately proceed, uh, followed by. Something that would be so much better. One of the most banger songs in Disney history. Exactly. Um, I do want to shout out a random thing before we start. So, as I have mentioned many times about my wife, and she's mentioned when she was on the Aristocats, she doesn't watch a lot of animated stuff. That wasn't what she grew up with. So, she obviously is aware of Winnie the Pooh. She's seen Winnie the Pooh stuff, but it's been a long time since she's seen this, the original Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. So, like getting to like explain stuff to her or see her react to stuff was literally like the best thing I could have ever had. <laughs> it's like when we got you got to see her first time at Disney World last year. Oh I my got gosh, to see it's Angela. The best. It's the best. Just getting to witness their excitement for their first it's time the is best. awesome. Like Maddie's reaction when I told her like, you know that the Hundred Acre Wood is Christopher Robin's imagination, him playing with his toys. She was like What? <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I love the opening credits so much. Yeah. It's cause it's literally the Winnie the Pooh movie is Christopher Robin's imagination, and this is the toys that inspire his imagination. I, I, I agree, it, and I, I think the movie would be incomplete without that section. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, for the opening credits themselves, I feel like, it, in my opinion, it's just so much better to be the animated characters playing on the credits. I think that could be cool. Yeah, I think it would be cool. But anyways, we see Christopher Robin's room, all of the toys that are the inspiration of the Winnie the Pooh characters. Um, and then the camera zooms in on a book sitting on a bench, and it is a book titled Winnie the Pooh by A.A. A. Milne, of course. Who else? And the book opens, and Sebastian Cabot beautifully narrates us into the story. Real quick. Yes. Didn't A.A. A. Milne base Christopher Robin off of his son? Yep. And Winnie the Pooh is based off of a uh, bear a in a bear zoo in, in Winnipeg, Winnipeg, Canada. And it was named Winnie and after it was, Winnipeg. It was Winnie after Winnipeg, and I believe the bear's name was Pooh. It was Pooh from Winnipeg, so he named it Winnie the Pooh. Oh, I've cute. also heard that Winnie the Pooh's real name is Edward Bear, 
And I don't know where that came from, but I don't know. I don't. I I don't really know, but I do know that it was based on a real bear yeah. in Winnipeg, um, up in Canada. But yes, Canada. I'm Canada. <laughs> did, I'm, I'm was, sorry. did you accidentally say that? No, okay. I did it on purpose, but it wasn't funny. So, um, but anyway, so we jumped into the storybook itself, and we begin Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree, and Winnie the Pooh is hungry, mm-hmm. and he a perfect shocker. way to start this movie with that segment and everything. I believe it starts he's with him trying thinking, to... trying to remember what he was thinking about, and then he realizes he was thinking about being hungry. Or doing his exercise. And stoutness so exercise. He starts doing his stoutness exercise with a phenomenal song. Up, down, down up, up, down, down. down. And Winnie the Pooh works out. I am short, fat, and proud of that. He works out until he tears his back open. Oh, stuff and fluff. And he turns around and sews it back up. I love... Is it the same... The, is that like a hint? Not a hint. That's... Oh my gosh, I can't get my words today. I, I think it's kind of like a funny joke, like pulling your back out. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought about that. I love the... Out, the yeah. Throwing your back out. The gag that keeps coming back up with the reflection in the mirror. The, and then he talks <laughs> to like a separate person. I think uh, it's so precious. And then it comes back with Tigger, too. Um... And so Pooh realizes he's hungry, and he goes to get some food, and he is out of honey. Also, <laughs> when it talks about, like, uh, I want something sweet to chew, and he says, like, honey, milk, and chocolate, and my, I went, you don't chew milk, and then I realized it was a can of condensed milk, and I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I was like, if, I remember telling Angela, like, if you're chewing your milk, there's something wrong with you your milk. Need, you don't, you you don't need to, to be out. ingesting that milk. <laughs> Yeah. Then I saw the can of condensed milk, and I was like, that makes a lot more sense. Pooh then sets out to find some honey. You know, typical Pooh Bear. And he ends up at Rabbit's house. (laughs) Poor Rabbit. And (laughs) this part, man. He invites himself in. um, And Rabbit's too kind to tell him to go. Is is this where it begins? I think. Yeah. Because I thought the honey tree was first. Yeah, oh. yeah, because he he he. There's a bee that flies around, and he follows it to the tree and tries to climb up. You're and right. Then, You're right. Yeah. I forgot that the honey tree happened before the rabbit hole. Okay, okay. I so, thought I was losing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so then Pooh goes to the honey tree because he he hears bees buzzing and he thinks mm-hmm. we're well, not honey. So he starts climbing it, singing a little tune. I'm a Pooh Bear, so I, I do, do care. Uh, that was in the uh, Disneyland sing-along oh, VHS. Oh, yeah. I think so, yeah. With the mascot costume of Winnie the Pooh running around looking for food. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, of course, he gets attacked by bees, and it doesn't work out. And so he goes to find Christopher Robin. <laughs> and he walks up to Christopher Robin, and we are introduced to the Pouty Princess for our entire movie, and that is Eeyore, of course. Eeyore is like the best example of a pouty princess you could ever have. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and it's Christopher Robin, Eeyore, He's a humble pouty princess. Kanga and Rue. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it. Mm-hmm. And Winnie the Pooh walks up and asks if he has a balloon as he's looking at a balloon. It's Winnie the Pooh. He's a bear, very little brain, of course. Um, and he takes the balloon and Christopher Robin helps him, pulls him to the honey tree, and then he rolls around in some mud in the very muddy place that he asked Chris this to bring him to. This song I probably remember the most out of all of them because that was on like mm-hmm. one of the VHSs, which was a regular rotation. Yes. Yeah. And that was either the I'm just, just a, a little, little black, black rain cloud hovering under the honey tree. My favorite line in this whole movie 
is when he finishes rolling in the mud, he gets up and Christopher Robin goes, well, what are you supposed to be? And he just so matter-of-factly, well, I'm a little black rain cloud, of course. Well, I'm a little black rain cloud, of course. There's almost like a southern bell like claim to that one line for some reason. Whenever he got out of the mud, Madeline goes, is he supposed? Is he trying to look like a bee? And he said, well, I'm a little black rain cloud, of course. And she goes, oh. <laughs> just, oh. <laughs> Well, that makes sense. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh gives so many matter-of-fact statements it's in this movie, and it's hilarious. It's like when Tigger says, like, what's a poo? Well, you're sitting on one. <laughs> <laughs> He's the best. He's got it's the most, like, sarcastic, but, like, genuine at the same time. But not trying to be sarcastic. Like, it could easily be sarcasm, but it's not. Oh. It's just how his brain works. I love it. I love it. Good old Winnie the Pooh. So Winnie the Pooh floats up with his balloon singing about being a black rain cloud to try to trick the bees. He does get some honey, but his hand is covered, covered in, bees. in bees. So then he has to shoot the bees out of his mouth. And of course all the mud has dripped off of him. So now he's just a bear floating on a balloon. And the balloon ends up releasing air. So he flies all over, being chased by the bees, chasing the bees. And then it runs out and he's holding the empty balloon as he's in midair. And he says some quippy something along the lines of, oh, bother, or <laughs> something like that. Or No, he says, I think we'll be going down now. <laughs> <laughs> and then they fall, and Christopher Robin catches him, and then the bees keep chasing them. They run. And hide in the mud. And hide, hide in the under mud the under the umbrella. So classic. That scene just and like... And like, one more bee gets spit out. <laughs> yeah. Very, very classic. So then Pooh decides, well, climbing a tree to get honey is... A lot of work and a lot of pain. Yeah, so that's not, that's not worth it. Then so he ends up rabbit. going to rabbits. Mm-hmm. And that's when he invites himself in. And this is kind of our Disney loves crime, because he kind of trespasses a little bit. He absolutely <laughs> trespasses. I'm sure we can find another one, but uh, yeah, this is... he, he Poor trespasses. is like and desperately then he's like, trying sure, to put all ahead. the food and away. And he eats all of Rabbit's honey, gains like a million pounds, <laughs> and then Rabbit goes... I relate to that. I loved when Rabbit said, you sure you don't want any more honey? He goes, is there more? And Rabbit goes... No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbit's just trying to be polite. <laughs> you sure you don't want more? Is there more? No. I love when um, he said, I'll just have like a small little portion. And he get like, he gets, drinks like, some. And then Pooh just stares at him. He's like, I'll take a small smackerel, I think, is what he usually <laughs> or said. Or something like that. And then that. he's like, well, I was Maybe hoping a for a, a, a bigger, a, small. <laughs> a slightly larger smackerel. <laughs> oh, Pooh. And then he's just like, well, why don't you just eat the whole thing? He's like, oh, thank you, rabbit, and just clop, clop, clop. <laughs> oh, Pooh Bear. And then as he leaves, he gets stuck. And he's stuck in Rabbit's hole, which, by the way, why would he use the rabbit hole when it shows Rabbit has a full-size door as a back door? Like, did y'all notice that? Because he came in that way, so he's trying brain. to leave the way he came. That's, I mean, it's fair. He doesn't have very much brain, but, like... I don't know. Anyways. Also, I forget that Rabbit has the rabbit hole for like a front door because later in later cartoons and stuff, it's you always just the door where the garden way. is that they yeah. use. Yeah, but who gets it. stuck? So Rabbit starts to freak out and is like, bro, I can't be staring at your butt for the rest of my life. <laughs> and so Rabbit goes to find Christopher Robin. And Owl shows up and starts talking to Pooh. And Pooh's desperately like, you know, just trying to get out, and then Al says he knows someone, and then Gopher appears, and Gopher and Pooh have this hilarious conversation where Gopher's talking about dynamite, and he mentions lunch breaks, and Pooh goes, oh, do you have, what about, no, he says, what about lunch? And Gopher says, oh, I'll take a lunch break, don't worry. 
And it's just great. And then that conversation ends with the line we mentioned earlier where Gopher says, you got my card, I'm not in the book. And Owl says something and Pooh goes, well, you know he's not in the book. <laughs> they say it like six or seven times throughout this first segment that he's not in the book. It's so, <laughs> it's it's so, so fun. Funny. It's so fun. And then... Christopher Robin gets there. And poor Gopher has a recurring gag through like this entire movie where he just keeps falling, falling back into his, his gopher hole. holes. Yeah, that was the premise of an episode on the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh. That's right. They got lost in Gopher's tunnel. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I always loved that one. Anyway, so, <laughs> um, so Christopher Robin shows up and tells Pooh that the only solution is for Pooh to sit there until he gets skinny again. And Pooh says, well, how long will that take? <laughs> the viewer's like, viewer says, days, days weeks. weeks. Months, maybe <laughs> years. Says, but what about my food? <laughs> and so Pooh has to sit there. Who has his priorities? Which is such a mood. I mean, relatable. <laughs> I get hangry if I haven't eaten. Angela can attest to this. Like, I can't imagine going for like days stuck in a hole not eating anything. I would be so irritable. Yeah. And poor Rabbit is just trying to make do with having Pooh's. <laughs> Rump there. He frames it. Frame. Oh my god. He puts a flower pot on it. He puts antlers on it to try to make it look like a moose. He does his best. When he when he draws the face and then poo. I can't remember. Like his face tickles and he laughs. And he makes the same. He makes the same. That's what I was gonna say. I know. He goes to poo and he has the same face. I didn't catch that. He's got the squiggly squiggly mouth on one side. It's really clever. So eventually, Pooh gets skinny enough where he budges a little bit, and Rabbit is so excited. He's like, I can't believe it. Because Rabbit like leans on him because he's like, Oh, when is this gonna end? And then he budges. So he goes, and everybody comes to help. You've got... Well, first they start marching to Winnie the Pooh to help him, and that is reused later, which some of the animation was reused, but I think it's because the the features were separated. So. Yeah, the uh, the the rabbit going to grab Christopher Robin and coming back and Christopher was Robin used going several to like times. The... Winnie the Pooh on two different occasions tied a napkin around mm-hmm. his neck and grabbed the fork and knife. Yep. So there there was a couple oh, reused sorry, I, um, didn't, I didn't realize I was tapping the table. There's yeah. a couple reused animations, but I think it's mostly because the features were released several yeah. years apart from each other, mm-hmm. so it didn't really matter. Oh uh, no, it's not a big deal. Um so then how many times am I gonna say um they all start pulling and pulling and pulling on Winnie the Pooh and Rabbit is pushing on him from the other side, and finally, they get him out, and he goes flying <laughs> all the way. I don't know this you got like Robin pulling, and then uh, I don't remember who else is Kanga, pulling. Kanga, Roo. and like Eeyore's pulling, and Rue's like holding on to Eeyore's tail, and, and it then comes up. Gopher has Rue's tail, yeah, and or Rue's hand, and then when Eeyore's tail comes off, that's when Gopher falls down his hole. That's again. right. <laughs> Um, and then Rabbit's pushing Owl's right, there somewhere. Because Rue's like being stretched between Gopher and Eeyore, and he's just like, ah! Yeah, Owl's there, I think, probably just talking, because that's he, what he's Yeah, he's, yeah I was about to say, he's, he's being Owl, all right. <laughs> Owl. You know, in a lot of the Pooh movies, Owl is the source of the problem. Like, the issue in the movie is because Owl's stupid. Oh, absolutely. He's always been my least favorite character. Yeah. No um, shade, no but, shade. But uh, then Rabbit decides, all right, I'm getting this bear out of my front door. And he takes a running start and shoulder him. checks him through there. Football tackle, shoulder check, and hockey, whatever you want to call it. He gets him out. And Pooh goes flying only to get stuck again. Right into... Right and Christopher Robin says, honey don't worry, Pooh, we'll get you down from the tree. And Pooh says, oh, take your time. And then it shows Pooh inside the tree, eating all the honey he can get. Oh, yeah, because when he hits the tree, 
a swarm of bees just goes flying out. and flies away because it freaked him out. And Pooh says, don't worry about it. Take all the time, the time. here. Oh, oh, he said, baby, okay. I ain't even here. Yeah. <laughs> just forget about it. And then that's when the narrator starts to transition to the next short. And Pooh goes, but I'm not done eating. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, well, you're in the next one, too. And he goes, like, oh, okay. what do I do? What happens? I love that transition. I thought it was so clever. But I, I think the way they fourth wall break is so oh, fun. It's, it's so perfect. perfect. And especially like even when they start like physically playing with the words like like we'll get to this more in the blustery day but like when the wind is kicking up it starts blowing some of the letters away the words off the page yeah. and they're like or using the words to save Tigger at the end exactly. oh, yeah. oh I almost jumped out of the book and like <laughs> the way that they do this fourth wall breaking is very different from what you would call normal fourth wall breaking and it, it just feels very Winnie the Pooh especially feels, for cartoons at the time like Hanna-Barbera and stuff where it just looks at the TV and they're like mm, like, like shrug this, this, this feels very specific and unique for fourth wall breaks this, and I love it it's this, very cute and I think it works very well this, this Winnie the Pooh fourth wall breaks are, are I think some of my favorite of all time mm-hmm. up there with like the way the Muppets tend to fourth wall break. Oh my gosh. Because yeah. like, with the Muppets, it's like they know the audience is in on the joke and they'll like wink and nudge at the audience. Yeah. But the way this does it is absolutely different from anything it's, else it's because so, it's with the narrator. It works so well. It, they, they, they like, um, you know, uh, oh my God, recognize that there's a narrator, but they don't like look straight at the... At, the, at like the screen or at anything. At the screen yeah. for the most part, but they will talk to the narrator and I think that's really fun. Yeah. Um, this is unrelated, but <laughs> I, I I like honey and all. It's okay. It, like I wouldn't just eat it straight up. But the way that they make honey look in this, oh it looks so, so good. Can I tell you how bummed I was when I finally tried honey when I got a little older? I was like, <laughs> it's like this doesn't look the oh, same. This is okay at best. <laughs> it looks so good, and I'm just so disappointed. <laughs> and also the way that they're like in most Pooh movies, anytime anyone takes gets honey off of them. They just like slide their hand over their hand and then flick it and yeah. it's gone. It's like there's no oh, that's on there for at least another week. <laughs> and apparently the entire Hundred Acre Woods is obsessed with honey. Literally right? everyone has honey in their household. Honey has become a currency because of how much food consumes it. I love how they know he's going to come calling and they're like, with, with I will trade like you tax collectors in Bible times. Like, make sure we have honey or we're I, gonna die. I will trade you two jars of honey. He's the honey cartel. I mean, there is that Winnie I'm the Pooh sorry. movie called Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey, so we know oh, Pooh Pooh Pooh, gosh. which I think is stupid. I don't even want to touch that. I'm just yeah, I'm not gonna. Well, that's not a Disney. No, movie. it's not. It's because Winnie the Pooh became public domain. Yeah, Disney still has their copyright on Winnie the Pooh, and you can't use the likenesses of that. Can't but use the red shirt. Yeah, you can't use like the red but shirt. But the actual stuff, like but character of Winnie the Pooh yeah, is public domain. Yeah, it's public domain now. Which is unfortunate. And so somebody decided, hey, you know what? Let's make a horror which movie. It's also like of all their IPs for Disney to not. Renew and not. It's not a, to, a, a, a because it's based off of something. There's only so much they can do. Like somebody could make an adaptation of the original Jungle Book book because Disney does not own that. Book. Well, that's true. There's other Jungle Book movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not Disney. And Disney still has. I dropped their, the thing, you guys. Disney. It was a different thing this time. Disney still has their copyright, so they still yeah. have their version of Winnie the Pooh. That makes. But sense. But they can't own the property because it was. Based on something that already existed, like Robin, Hood, like Robin Hood, exactly. They don't own the copyright on you Robin Hood. They have their million, Robin Hood. You can or make a million Cinderella, Robin like we there said before. There are a million Robin Hoods. Exactly. Most of them aren't the great. second another company makes a talking fox Robin Hood, Disney comes down because oh, they, yeah. they cannot do that. Disney has their uh, their copyright on that specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Were you about to say something earlier before Aaron said? I was just making jokes about people trading honey for chores. So it's like, if he comes calling, I need it. I need it. I will. I will. <laughs> I will take three pots of honey and do this for you. <laughs> okay. I also love how nobody can spell honey right. I love and it. And every honey pot is like H U N N Y. I also love that it never explains why whose house says Mr. Sanders. I have always but I love the joke that he lives under the name Mr. Sanders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it's like, which means that. It was on a sign above the door. Same with like the trespassers. Which one? Trespassers That's one that on this last watch through, Angela laughed at. She's like, I never noticed that. I've, I've always loved that joke. Uh-huh. So now we begin the blustery day featurette. And Pooh goes out to his thinking spot because it's secluded. So it's kind of protected from all the blusteriness. This, this, this section gives me all the, the warm, fuzzy fall vibes. I, know. I love yeah. it. Gopher pops up again. Gopher does pop up again. He's like, well, you may want to leave here because I'm about to blow this to smithereens. Don't. Okay. <laughs> and then we meet Piglet, which is shocking that he wasn't in the first featurette. I forgot I about that, that yeah. Because he's so well recognized now. But we meet Piglet. We are told about his grandfather, Trespassers William, or Trespassers Will, or as his wife would call him, T.W. T.W. Shorter. <laughs> oh, Piglet. How Piglet precious. Is so and Piglet is trying to sweep the leaves, but they're as big as him. And when the blustery day winds start blowing, he gets picked up by the leaves. Mm-hmm. And Pooh is able to grab his scarf, which comes unraveled. And now we have a Piglet also, kite. You skipped over the when Pooh was on his way to his thinking spot, the blustery day song. That he sings. Oh my gosh! The I wind about. is blowing blustily, <laughs> and the leaves are rustling rustily. <laughs> I forgot about that song. When I think of the blustery day, I typically think of the rain song that we're going to get to in a minute. That's fair. That's such a good one. And of course, Heffalumps and, and the Tigger song. Mm-hmm. Um, so who ends up this with a point on though. with a piglet kite? I love that. <laughs> like, Rue's like, I want to fly Piglet oh, next! Can I have the next turn? <laughs> that was the funniest thing to me. That was so cute. I love, I love Kanga do. and Rue because they're so chill. Like, everything that happens around them, Kanga's like, oh, well, that's just too bad. <laughs> like, it's just Aww, so chill. She understands the chaos that is around like, her. She's like, like, oh, no, Piglet's flying. Like, like, as long as my Rue is not in danger, we're it good. It took me Even then. too long as a child to figure out that the pun was Kangaroo. <laughs> but even even with Rue, like she's like, oh, too bad that Piglet's flying by a thread. Mm-hmm. But when Rue's stuck in the tree, she's like, oh, that's too bad. How'd you get up there? Like not freaking out. <laughs> but I just I love Kango and Rue. I think they're great. But anyways, um, so we end up at Owl's house because Piglet hits the window, and Owl says something along the lines of, oh, well, come in, Piglet. Or there's a Piglet on my window, and then Pooh hits the window, and he says, and a Pooh. <laughs> and they come in, and they sit as his tree is rocking back and forth. This part gave me motion sickness. I had to like close my eyes. <laughs> like she was like, away. "I'm getting dizzy. Like this needs to end." I was like, "Do I need to pause it?" And she was like, "No, just just let me know when it's over." <laughs> and so Pooh and Piglet are talking about how it's Wednesday, which, by the way, that was Pooh's goal was to walk around. I missed that because Gopher said it was Wednesday, so he wanted to wish everyone a happy Wednesday. Wednesday spelled W-I-N-D-S D-A-Y. Day. Yeah. Uh, so Pooh and Piglet are talking to Owl about Wednesday, and Owl starts to get on a spiel about gusts of the past, mentioning all of these distant relatives of his, as Pooh is sliding back and forth trying to get the honey pot, and Piglet is trying not to die as his stool <laughs> slides out on a tree branch and back. And Poor Piglet. 
Piglet's got some emotional trauma. It's okay. this, this is a rough segment for Piglet. It is. It is. Um, and eventually the wind blows so hard that the tree falls over and destroys Owl's house. And Owl, Pooh, and Piglet are okay. No worries. We don't have to get scared. <laughs> and Owl, like, flap flying down and lands next to the window. And he's like, oh, my. And Pooh, like, stands up in the window and goes, Pooh. Did you? It looks at the house and Pooh's just like, I don't think I so. I don't think so. <laughs> it's just so funny because Pooh and Owl are both kind of like, how did this happen? <laughs> like, like, immediately how old knowing, maybe did it. How old knowing Pooh's uh, pension for destruction? Has <laughs> <laughs> you taken this to a new level? Uh, if so, I didn't mean to. <laughs> so, They're so chill about it. Like, I don't know who it was, but someone was like, oh, that's not good. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. So Eeyore decides, because everybody comes running. This is when they reuse Rabbit and Christopher Robin at the fence again. Mm-hmm. Um, Eeyore has decided he's going to set out to find a house for Owl. What a good which friend. Is, which is so precious. Yeah, of course it's Eeyore, because he knows how it feels to, to be have left a out. house To be homeless. <laughs> and have to go find a new house. He's like, I love I, I've Eeyore. done this so many times. Let me just do it. I love Eeyore. He's, he's, he's too precious. Oh, yeah. Earlier in that, when Piglet's being flown like a kite they he go just through Eeyore he just finishes his house <laughs> which becomes a, a running trope throughout all throughout of the one every one of the two thing ever and like it's so funny but it just makes you sad it's like he just wants a house man we're messing up his house <sighs> but anyways so they end up going back to their homes I believe this is when we see Pooh at night at his house and the wind is still loud, so Pooh's scared, so he decides to go on patrol with his pop gun. That kills me. <laughs> I love well, it okay, so well, he, he hears Tigger, is what he hears. Oh, he hears Tigger. That, well, at first it was the wind, and then it was Tigger. I and think. then he's like, and grabs his gun. And he and his reflection are both on patrol. You check that way, I'm going to check this way. And then when they run back, did you see anything? No, I didn't either. I didn't either. <laughs> so cute. So cute. And... Who ends up falling asleep as it starts to rain, and uh, or is this after Tigger? That's after Tigger. Uh, Everything is like has such the same vibe. It's hard to remember. He, the he did sometimes. grab the gun first, and he's like, "Okay, um, you're right." But then you're right, Tigger right. pounced him, and uh, we need because the, the door starts shaking, and that's so he's got, got the gun. So he's being a bear of very little brain. He goes to see. And he goes and opens the door. He's he does like, the thing. Hello. He says hello. I hope bounce. no one answers. That's why Winnie the Pooh is a horror movie now. That makes me scared for Pooh Blood and Honey because he's. Doesn't have much I brain. refuse to watch. No, that. I won't watch mm. it. But he opens the door and is pounced by Tigger, and we finally meet Tigger. And Tigger's talking about how he's Tigger and he I'm Tigger T I double gutter. And he is introduced uh, to Pooh Bear, and he says, "What's a poo?" And Pooh says, well, "You're, you're sitting, sitting on one." <laughs> oh, and we meet Tigger, and then Tigger sings a song. And we love the Tigger That's song. That's the wonderful thing about Tigger. Tigger's wonderful, wonderful things. things. The top's are made of rubber. The bottom's made of strings. They're bouncy, 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 fun, 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 fun. But the most wonderful thing about Tigger's is I'm the only one. The only one. Okay, so, quick little tangent. I was very annoyed when I watched this because I sang that every time I came on. I know that all of you guys know about it, but for our listeners, there's a YouTube channel that does Disney Jeopardy. They do, uh, every Sunday, they do an episode of Disney-themed Jeopardy for the, this year because it's Disney's 100th anniversary. One just came out today. Yes, I, I need to watch that. Um, but one of their episodes, they had a Winnie the Pooh category, and one of the questions is, what is the most wonderful thing about Tiggers? And I was watching it, and I said, that Tiggers are wonderful things, not thinking about the end of the song. Oh, saying, yeah, that's when we were at the beach, and we were, like, I'm the only one. And I was like, they're the only and one, and you were just, like, no! Just do the entire song, and you'll get it right eventually. Well, because oh, I, I, I... This past weekend, we watched it. Was it? 
Yeah, because I, yeah, I, I, oh, okay. I was at the house. Oh, okay. I was at the house because I okay. at my apartment and I just immediately went to the beginning That's of the song right. and said that Tiggers right. are wonderful things and he said that I'm the only one and I was like, I oh my gosh! And then he said, and I was like, oh yeah, that. <laughs> I was That's like, I'm the I'm worst sorry. Winnie the Pooh fan on the planet. <laughs> so anyways, that's a little tangent. Um, but then Tigger decides to go out and bounce some more. So he leaves. Boing, and boing, this boing, 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 is when boing. Winnie the Pooh falls asleep on patrol. And Winnie the Pooh dreamscape happens. Starts raining. Pink elephants uh, on parade. Because, I was about to say, I'm yes. saying this is, but it was because uh, uh, when he was trying to figure out what a Tigger was, and he goes, do they eat honey? And he's like, no, 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 no. Those are just have lumps of weasels. That's right. Well, he means he means elephants and weasels. And tries it, and then he's like, Bleh. He said, you mean elephants and weasels? That's nah. what I said. Have, have lumps and weasels. <laughs> I love what that. Do you, hello, uh, what, what do they, they do? do? Oh, not much. Just steal honey. Steal honey! <laughs> he grabs his honey pot and is like, no! And, and then the pink elephant. And then again. the pink elephant's on parade. I need mean, <laughs> Havalums and Weasels. It, it is the exact same energy. Oh, but it's so good. Like, it's listen better. to the song. First of all... The song itself is so much better. I, I actually have one issue. Okay. I did not realize how much of the song was instrumental. Yeah. Because there, there was one point in the song where I was like, man, I thought there was more words to this. And I was a little no, sad there's, there's a lot of this. It really, was still wonderful. I love the Heffalumps and Woozles part of the ride. Oh my mm-hmm. god, that's so oh, it's weird. Fun. It's fun. Heffalumps and Woozles is very It's such like a fever dream. <laughs> but I feel like a fever dream works well for the Disney animators because it's just like you take this one subject and see what all you can animate with it. Like saying the big elephants on parade, it's instead of just elephants though, it's elephants and weasels or mm. heffalumps and weasels. And it was like the same thing for Fantasia. And so I, I appreciate that they're able to just kind of show off all that they can do and how seamlessly they can transition between the weirdest of things. And it's fun. Um, and then Pooh wakes up, and his house is flooding, casually, you know, like you do. And he goes to the mirror again, he's like, is it raining in there? It's, it's raining, raining out, out here, here too. too. <laughs> so and so then we see that the rain, 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 came down, down, down. Exactly. So, um, it has rained a lot, and this is the most rain ever in the Hundred Acre Wood. It's flooding. And all of them need to find somewhere to get to. Piglet writes a letter in a bottle and says, Help, help, help me, please. No, he said, help, help piglet, piglet, in parentheses, me. 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 Oh, right. He wrote out the stutter. I love it. I know. <laughs> and he puts it in a bottle and throws it out the window and then gets on a chair. And then you see Pooh sitting on a tree with all the honey pots because that's what's important. I love that Piglet starts trying to bail the water out of his house and, and he starts getting into, into the pot and it just starts sinking and then he's just like... Eh, eh. <laughs> trying to bail it out, it just floats out of the house. It's so good. And you see everyone else made it to Christopher Robin's house, which is the one place in the 100-acre wood the water can't flood. Mm-hmm. Um, and so everyone got there safely, and Christopher Robin says, well, where's Pooh and Piglet? And I think it's Rue finds Piglet's note in a bottle and says, I think they're in trouble. So Owl goes out to try to find them, and he does find them and then just talks until they fall off a waterfall, because thanks, Owl. Lovely. Good job. So helpful. And they fall off a waterfall... And uh, that helps Pooh get unstuck from his honeypot that he gets stuck in when he falls off the tree. And Piglet ends up in the honeypot. Pooh comes up to Christopher Robbins on a chair. And they say, there's Pooh. And then they find Piglet. And they say, Pooh, you saved Piglet. Even though he didn't. I did. I did. You're a hero. I am. (laughs) And so then they throw a hero party for Winnie the Pooh. Mm -hmm. And then in the middle of the party, Eeyore comes up and says, I did it found Owl a house. And lo and behold, it's Piglet's house. So you think, 
even has his name on it. W O L. That spells out, which is just not right. But it makes so sense for it being a little kid's imagination. Like, he wouldn't know how to spell stuff. Yeah. I love when Pooh's like. Hey, tell him that's your house. Yeah, I like that a lot. <laughs> but I always like, thought of him as kind of an absent friend. One that's like, oh, I care, but also it's kind of about me. Like, but, but there yeah, it's yeah. Like, he's like, no, 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 no this is your house. But when Piglet. he says it to you, he goes, Piglet, tell him it's your house. <laughs> and Piglet says, that. well, it is, it is a good house. And then Piglet decides that Owl can have the house. And Pooh says, well, you can live with me, Piglet. And then they throw the hero party for two heroes. I think Eeyore should have been in there too they because this he, one it was hero innocent. Party he, he was trying to find a house for Into a two hero party. Yeah. And I love that everybody but Eeyore knew that it was Piglet's house because they were all like, Piglet? <laughs> They're like, Whoa, obviously Owl um, Apparently Owl like, okay, yeah, But like sure. Kanga and Chris Owl Robin and yeah. Rabbit and Owl are all like, <laughs> Ooh, boy. <laughs> Yeah. Everyone just likes Eeyore so much that we don't want to tell him. <laughs> and so then we have another Eeyore's segue. I don't on. remember this segue. I know it has something to do with, I think, Pooh asking um, if he's in the next one. And him saying... Yeah. No, no, no. no. They, um, they were celebrating you know, the two heroes, and so they were you know, throwing him up and down. And Pooh said, I don't know about you, but I like when I like bouncing or something. And, and Piglet says, I like when it stops. Oh, and yeah, then yeah, the narrator yeah. said, well, there's going to be a lot of bouncing in the next one. That's right. That's, <laughs> that's right. And, so we and Pooh said, is that one about me? He said, um, no. But you're in it. He said, okay, well, cool. And and so, oh, what do I do? And he's like, well, let's find out. <laughs> in this one, we transition to the final featurette, Winnie the Pooh and Tigger 2. Tigger. Good old Tigger. Ooh. Um, oh, by the way, the song that they're singing when they're throwing Pooh and Piglet in there is Hip Hip Pooray. Hip Hip Poo. And that is the most clever wordplay ever. I love it. Hmm. Andrew, I just broke your brain. I did Swear. not know that. Yeah, it's Hip Hip Pooray. I pointed that out, but maybe I didn't. You're just so if quiet, you, Angela. not heard you. <laughs> uh, so anyways, we start Winnie the Pooh and Tigger 2, and I believe we start at Rabbit's Garden. Rabbit is harvesting... And in comes Tigger, and he destroys the garden just because he wants to bounce. I just remembered this that I love crime with so much property damage. There you go. I just I like remembered it. in the last one uh, is another little thing that I forgot when Piglet's like flying and Pooh's being drugged behind him, and Rabbit's like, "No, no, 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 not the garden!" And he pops up all the carrots. And he's <laughs> like, "Oh no, no, yes, oh, like, thank next you. Time, ooh, maybe <laughs> next he'll go through the rutabaga patch." <laughs> I've forgotten about that. <laughs> That just came back to me because I was thinking that was coming up. And I was like, wait, no, that's the blustery day. Oh, yes. Maybe next time he'll blow right through my rutabaga patch. <laughs> Perfect. So Tigger, I want to say accidentally, but who knows? It's Tigger. Destroys Rabbit's garden, and Garden is fed up with it. He says, I'm tired garden of this. Garden is so fed up with it. Garden <laughs> is that what I said? <laughs> Whatever. I was trying to think of what comes next. Rabbit's fed up. With his bouncing, he says, I can't do it anymore, so he calls a town meeting with just Pooh and Piglet. Just yeah, a town Piglet. meeting in his house, and it's just Pooh and Piglet. I love and it. And Pooh is a small so It's asleep. really just Piglet, because Pooh sleeps through it. I love when he's like, uh, Pooh, and he's like, well, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I had some fluff, fluff in my ear. And he's like, can you can you go back a little bit? And he's like, uh, to where? He's like, well, to the part where I got fluff in my ear and Rabbit's just like staring at him like, what am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> How do I answer this? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, what do you remember last? I don't know. I got fluff in my ear. 
So good, so good. So Rabbit <laughs> has a plan to take Tigger into the woods, get him lost, and then Tigger will never bounce again. Yeah, because they'll, so they'll go back. They'll, he'll be so grateful that they found him. Yeah, that he'll agree. I don't, to not I don't see the logic. I in do there. not either. I think well, he, I think rabbit. rabbit just wants to strand him in the woods. <laughs> Rabbit's like oh, Rabbit's well, a little bit of a murderer. Sure, we'll go back and look for him. Wink, wink. Sure. So, um, they and by they I mean Rabbit, Pooh, Piglet, and Tigger. The entire town council with uh with. Tigger Plus well. Tigger, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Go for a nice little walk out into the, the the misty part of the woods, and they lose Tigger by hiding in a log. Hello! And I love when Tigger screams into the log, and all of them are like, <laughs> It gives me like the Baloo shouting for Bagheera vibes. Um, and then they try to get back home and realize that they've been walking in circles because they keep passing by the same sand pit. So Rabbit decides, well, I'll tell, I'll prove to you I can make it home. So he leaves, and Pooh well, and no, Piglet take a nap. Because Pooh suggests, like, well, you know, we keep, as soon as, you know, we keep looking for home and then finding this sand pit. So why don't we just leave till we can't see the sand pit and then look for the sand pit and maybe we'll find our way Which home. It's more logical than anything Rabbit has done up to this point. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, but Rabbit says no. He Rabbit's leaves. like, no, that's, I, of course I'm going to find the sand pit. Watch. And Pooh and Piglet go and take a nap in the sand pit waiting on Rabbit. And of course, Rabbit doesn't find the sand pit then. Um, and so then Pooh and Piglet are like, well, I guess we'll go home. And they just go home. <laughs> he, <Who> says, <laughs> he said, the honey is calling my the stomach. Are calling and I know where it's hearing from because every time they tried to call, Rabbit was talking. Yeah, he was <laughs> like, well, I didn't hear it before. I couldn't be sure before because Rabbit kept talking. So but I hear it now, so follow me, Piglet. And Piglet... The narrator says that Piglet barely said anything because he didn't want to interrupt the honeypot's calling to Pooh's tummy. It's so good. It's so, so cute. cute. And so they just get home because Pooh knows what he's doing when he's hungry. And they find Tigger. And Tigger's like, hey, I lost you guys back there. What happened? And so then they're like, oh, crap. He's like, well, where's Long Ears? Where's Rabbit? They're like, still missing in the mist. So, and then Tigger's like, I'll go find him. Bye. Tigger goes to find him and Pooh and Piglet are done. They're just like, whatever. Pooh goes to eat. <laughs> well, I'm sure they'll survive. Food. We find Rabbit still lost in the woods and is now scared by all the noises, the frogs and wind and bugs and stuff. And he ends up being found by Tigger. And shoot, I can't remember what happens next. He's found by Tigger. I, I'm glad. Tigger, he, he grabs Tigger onto Tigger's tail out. and he oh, and drags Tigger. him out of the woods and he ends up in some mud and stuff but he yeah. drags him and back then it, And then it transitions to the winter. And <laughs> Rabbit says, why, why do these things always happen to me? Yep. And so we transition to the winter and you see Tigger bouncing along again and he goes to Rue's house. Because you see Rue at his house talking to Kanga, saying, when's Tigger going to get here? And Tigger and Rue... She's trying to like, get a scarf on him, and he's yeah. just trying to run off and play with his friend. Tigger and Rue go out to play. To I love their together. dynamic, their relationship. It's yeah. like an like like older a brother. brother. It's or, so cute. Yeah. Love it. And so Tigger and Rue go play, and they are bouncing around and bouncing around. And they end up bouncing so high that, as Tigger says, they almost left the book. Um, but before that, when... Rue is constantly asking him, like, oh, do you, I bet you can do this really well. He's like, yeah, that's what Tigger's oh, do yeah, best. Like, oh, and then he tries it. it, he's like, Tigger's do not like that. Poor <laughs> rabbit. Just trying to <laughs> he skate He's trying to ice skate. 
Because then he gets thrown into his house and breaks stuff and goes, why does it always happen to That's me? That's right. Why, oh, why, why oh, why? why? <sighs> and then Tigger and Rugo bouncing some more and bounce all the way up into the tallest part of the tree. And then Tigger realizes that Tiggers don't like heights. And so he's scared. Because he's, he's stuck. a cat. Like it's stuck in a tree. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't, think. I didn't either. I see Tigger as like a separate being. He is. From a cat, tiger, you know? Tiger. Yeah. Um, he literally says great at one point in this movie. I, I caught that. I caught that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say Disney ripped off Frosted Flakes, but. Or did Frosted Flakes rip off? <gasps> Tigger. <laughs> I have some research to yeah, do. Let's find out when and Frosted Flakes came out. So next, uh, Winnie the Pooh is seen walking through the snow. and Winnie Pooh and Piglet walking through the hundred acre woods. That's almost good, Abby. Yeah. You were and close. Piglet <laughs> finds him. Following tracks. Piglet says, what are you doing? And Pooh says, I'm tracking of course, it's his own footsteps. Mm. And so Piglet helps. And they're just going in and circles, they're going in circles around this patch of trees. And then they, when they get back around, they see Piglet's footsteps start. And Pooh says, now there's two sets of footsteps. So they're tracking. And then they end up hearing Tigger call out. And they see Tigger in the woods. And Pooh says that it's a jaguar. And jaguars like to drop out of trees on top of you. Mm-hmm. And then they realize that it's Tigger. Angela has looked it up. Disney ripped off Frosted Flakes. Frosted Flakes came out in 1952. Yeah, I think. But did their great catchphrase come out in 1952? That's when Tony the Tiger was introduced, it said. I retract my statement. (laughs) (laughs) That's according to Wikipedia. Hey, that's the most reliable source ever. Who is like, that's a jaguar. And Piglet's like, what do jaguars do? He's like, well, they get in a tree and they yell, hello, really loud. And then when you look up, they, they drop down on you. Okay. Piglet's immediately like, well, I'm looking down, Pooh. And then, <laughs> I'm looking down. <laughs> and then he realizes it's Tigger, and he goes, it's okay, it's just Tigger, and Piglet's still reluctant to look up. He's like, are you sure? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so Pooh goes to get Christopher Robin and everybody else, and they all come up. You once again see Rabbit and Christopher Robin there. jumping off, uh, over the fence, and then Rabbit's like, oh, good, now he'll never bounce again. We'll leave him up there. And, and then, then he promises he's he okay never with he's okay with like yeah he'll starve well, it's fine yeah, rabbit they, they is awful I'm sorry well but first rabbit makes Tigger promise no no, no. Well, Tigger Tigger is up there and he, he says I promise oh, I'll um, never bounce again if, if I can make them you heard him you heard him say it witnesses and so Rue jumps down and they catch him in the coat and they say Tigger it's your turn and Tigger's like. Nope. How about, hear me out, no. I think of Gus. No, no, I just no, love no. Rude just being chill out there, just swinging from his tail. He's like, please stop. He's like, I'm having a good stop. time. Like, stop, kid, you're rocking the forest. <laughs> you take me to the coolest places. Rude is <laughs> such a mood. He's just like, yeah, this is this is cool. And Kinda then surprisingly chill. The narrator has to come in clutch to help because Tigger refuses to jump. So the narrator... Rotates the book 90 degrees and says, but Tigger. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. And he sees how close the letters are. So Tigger stands on the letters and the narrator just goes. <laughs> and down he goes. He's like. Ah! And slide down the letters to the ground. <laughs> and then Tigger starts to bounce until he's very rudely reminded by Rabbit yeah, that he made a promise. You promised. You promised. so Tigger then starts to slink away. And then everybody's like, gee, I sure do love the old Tigger better when he bounces. And Rabbit's like, fine, Whatever. Basically. I guess. 
to And then he up. gets bounced by Tigger, and mm. then everybody starts bouncing, including well, he, Christopher he, Robin he, and Piglet. He tells Rabbit to start bouncing because he's he got has the, the feet, feet for it. it. And he's like, I do. He's like, yeah. And he starts bouncing. He's like, hey, hey, I do. Look at this. this and everybody starts. Like, it's almost like you're a rabbit in there known for hopping. Right. No. But Winnie the Pooh doesn't use hop, tropes at bounce. all. That's fair. Hmm? Winnie the Pooh doesn't use common tropes on animals at all whatsoever. No. Um, and so thus is Winnie the Pooh and Tigger 2, basically. Because mm-hmm. then they finish up. And then we have the last scene that they added to close up the whole movie where Christopher Robin is talking to Winnie the Pooh about doing nothing because he has to go to school. And the best line in the whole movie is, will you still remember me when I'm 100? Well, how old will I be? 99. 99. <laughs> like, silly old bear. Silly old bear. Like, that's just the best conversation ever. It's, it's so precious. It makes me just want to be a kid again. It's so cute. And then that's a good way to sum up this this whole movie, just all of Winnie the Pooh, especially the Disney stuff. Is just like it's childhood. It makes you want to. It makes you feel like a child again. I feel like one of the reasons that I love Winnie the Pooh so much is that it, it's it's an escape to childhood. It makes me feel like I can spend an hour and a half just sitting there and thinking about when I was a kid and living in that moment again. Like I don't mm-hmm. have to think about bills and work and all this stuff. <laughs> I'm watching Winnie the Pooh. I can be a kid, and that I think just resonates with so many people because a lot of people especially people that grew up in the 90s and early 2000s mm-hmm. Winnie the Pooh had a big resurgence then mm-hmm. and so a lot of people our age grew up with Winnie the Pooh and Adventures uh, Book of Pooh exactly and, and then that. all the straight to video sequels that were coming out on VHS around that mm-hmm. time um, a lot of people grew up with Winnie the Pooh so watching it is just a way to be a kid again and that's why Winnie the Pooh is still to this day so popular and iconic um, but anyways, that is The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. I'm sad that we finished it, but I'm happy knowing we have another Winnie the Pooh movie in the list. So it's not that. nearly as good, but just preparing y'all now. We don't get another Robin Hood. Yeah. Well, me someday we could cover... We could, I think we're going to stop that. <laughs> we could end up covering some of the like original live-action Robin Hoods that Disney did back in like, the 50s. True. Because they did... But there was a famous Robin There's Hood. There's no this Robin Hood. Hood. But anyways. You know? So, I've seen that I'm very happy to have covered Winnie the Pooh. He is such a charming icon. Um, but before we finish this episode, we'll go ahead and talk about some favorites. So let's see if I can remember the order in which we did beginnings. Adam, we're going to start with favorite song today oh this is so hard to me <laughs> I, it's between three it's between the workout song uh heffalumps and woozles and uh rain the the rain 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 came down 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 oh i was thinking a little black rain cloud no okay. that's that's good i think i'm gonna have to go with the workout song it's so it's so iconic down it's so good andrew Oh gosh, man! I don't know. <laughs> They're all so good. Uh, There's also just the intro, the the Winnie right? the Pooh. I know. Oh. Uh, Why do you do this to us, Aaron? Why do you hate us? I, I enjoy. think I'm feeling. I have to go with Heffalumps and Woozles. That's what I thought you'd do. Um, it's w- one of the most easily recognizable. So, don't give me that look. I just didn't expect that. <laughs> I would have expected. That I did. Time. I mean, that was up there as well. Um, but I think Heffalumps and Woozles is the most recognizable and one of the ones that sticks with me the most. 
That makes sense. Abby? Mine is the, like, the Way the Pooh song, you know, because mm-hmm. it, it's timeless, it's recognizable just about anywhere, and it's just, it's so good. I love it. Yeah. Angela? So I would, I'm torn between the Winnie the Pooh song, the exercise song, and the little black rain cloud, but I think my favorite is the workout song, the exercise song. It's a good one. So my favorite song most often and throughout my whole life is probably the Winnie the Pooh theme song, but on this watch through specifically for this episode, I was most excited for Little Black Rain Cloud. I always loved that song growing up, and... I was most excited to hear that one this time. But overall time, probably still the theme song, just because it's so... There's not even a word for it. It's just so good. It really is. Um, Swinging back around to Adam, let's do favorite character. Well, obviously Gopher. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my bad. It's Tigger. (laughs) I I wanted it to not be Tigger and not be that predictable, but it's he's so much fun and probably breathes the most life out of any of them like like he is i i feel like the the character that you can bounce off of the moat <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even mean to go next person <laughs> we'll just transition tigger for sure i i had uh, a stuffed tigger um oh, when you i did. was i forgot I was about little. that i think he may still be in mom and dad's attic somewhere <laughs> um i've forgotten about him uh, i've always loved tigger just i Gee, I wonder why I made you Tigger in our I just, I don't know. But, like, I relate to him the best because of the energy, the energetic, you know, quality. And I just, he, 100%, Tigger's my favorite. Yeah. Abby? Absolutely, Tigger. I, you know, you know how, like, you understand that the characters are based off of, like, disorder, or, like, something like that, and he's ADHD. That's always a theory. It's always a theory. If you aren't aware, there is a theory that each of the characters is based off of some sort of a mental disorder. Or a learning disability, or some kind of thing like that, and Tigger would be ADHD. And it just—it is. I don't care it, for that because it makes me sad. It <laughs> yeah. perfectly depicts ADHD with the way that he is. Like he doesn't complete a sentence hardly. Sometimes, like he's talking about one thing, and then Pooh asks him a question about it, and he's on the next thing. He's like one step ahead of him. He literally is quite literally bouncing all over the place. But he is so fun and vibrant, and I just love his character. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, love him. Angela? So, remember how I said I was a Tigger girly growing up? Mm-hmm. Actually, as an adult... Oh! I, I've grown to really love Pooh. Mm-hmm. Um, so, while watching this, I was torn between Pooh and Eeyore. Mm-hmm. Um, Eeyore is so, like, underrated. Like, everybody Eeyore loves him, but no so one talks about him. so precious. Yeah. And he went and tried it. He tried his best to find Alahouse. He's Alahow. just doing his best. Yeah, he's just so sweet. He's loyal. And then... The unsung hero. Pooh... It's just hilarious without even meaning to be hilarious. And he's he's a good friend. He, like, I don't know. I loved Pooh. Um, I think I'm going to go with Pooh. Good, because I am too. <laughs> yeah. oh, we, we do. If you had said Tigger, I was going to feel really bad for killing the chain. <laughs> so thank you for being on this episode. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. ostracized. But Sterling Holloway just makes Pooh such oh, a like, memorable Sterling character. Sterling Holloway has so portrayed some of my favorite characters that we've talked about throughout this podcast. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff that he's done, I love his voice. I love the way he portrays characters. And Winnie the Pooh This is, is where pe- he peaks. It is pinnacle Sterling Holloway. Pinnacle Disney for me. Pooh is 
precious and charming and lovable and funny without even meaning to be. Sometimes he's a little irritating, but that's what makes him even more endearing because if you can't get irritated with your friends every now and then, then you don't really love them. So, like, Pooh is just, he's perfect. And I... I'm so happy we got to talk about him. <laughs> okay, now we'll go ahead and lump in favorite and least favorite scene. And if you can't think of one specific one, just name a couple that you have in mind. Because I know this movie's pretty perfect, so it's hard. <laughs> Adam, go ahead. So my favorite is the patrol with the pop gun. I think that's the most fun. It has some of uh, it. it it, I think, shows what is best about Pooh with his talking to himself in the mirror, his interaction with Tigger, and it's just, it's it's a fun visual gag that just, I think, works on a lot of levels. Uh, least favorite scene, I had trouble with this one because, like, there aren't many parts that I'm like, oh, this just, this doesn't work as well, or this is borderline. Everything is at least borderline good. I, I think my least favorite, and this is going to be very unpopular, is the interim between Pooh getting stuck in the uh, in rabbit's hole, uh, the rabbit hole, and him them getting him out? Because I feel like it hits the same beat about three times. Of he's he's stuck in there, and we don't know how long. I feel like it it, it does that a lot. It's 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 kind of just what I could come up with. No, I mean, like I said, this movie's perfect, so it's hard to find anything bad about it. But you know. Andrew, go ahead. Every time you say that, my point uh, it drops by points. <laughs> I take it back. I take it back. Um, gosh, that's hard. I've got a couple. I've, I I love the 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 Pooh and Tigger uh, in the blustery day when you first meet Tigger and he mm-hmm. comes into the house and with the patrol with the pop gun, all the way through the Heffalumps and Woozle song, and then him sitting there in the rain talking to himself in the mirror. Um, but another part that I've always it's always just kind of stuck with me is Tigger being stuck up in the tree and talking to the narrator and then them tilting the book to get him out. I that has stuck with me ever since I was a kid and I've always loved that. So I think it's it's gonna be that one. Uh, but I I the whole movie man I love the whole thing. I know. It's so hard. Um, gosh, least favorite. Um, I think, honestly, my least favorite part is probably when Owl finds them during the flood and then just sits there and is talking and not actively trying to save them or anything. He's like, don't worry, help's on the way. And then is just talking and keeps shushing Piglet when he's trying to warn him about a waterfall. Because I'm just like, shut up, Owl. I don't like you. (laughs) Oh, Owl. I think he gets more flack than he deserves, but it's okay. That's I mean, a- maybe a little, but uh, he's still my, <laughs> he's he's still my least favorite character in all of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Abby? I think my favorite part is when it is flooding and just the different things are happening, like Piglet is trying to, to, pail, to the pail the water into a pot that's floating in the water in his house. <laughs> it just starts sinking. And just just all the action that takes, that takes place during that, I just think it's fun. But um, my least favorite is probably the heffalumps and woozles scene, just just because really? it's just pink elephants on parade part two in my opinion, and I, I was never crazy about that. I never liked that. I never was ne- crazy about. It. I mean, the song is good. The song is good, but it's just better in the heffalumps movie. Yeah, true. Heffalumps are better in that movie. True. Yeah. Um, but I just I they wasn't actually exist in that movie. <laughs> I wasn't crazy about it. But yeah. Cool, Angela. 
So, um, favorite is too hard. Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm just going to go with the exercise song. It kills me. I love it. It's, like I said, my life motto. I'm short, <laughs> fat, and proud of that. And then my least favorite, the Huffle Up scene is, like, number two. But my least favorite goes to Al's house when it's rocking back and forth, and I got well, you got sick. I, 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 you say that. I, I, I That's what I was expecting, and I honestly may be changing mind of that. If I, if I like, didn't it's get not... sick, it would be the Huffle Up and Woozles. Mm. Yeah. It, it just lasts longer than it needs. I agree. I agree. It is a little lengthy. Um, my favorite part is the whole movie. But if I was to pick a specific instance... I would, you are. I am. I would go back to, again, agreeing with you what I said about my song, would be the little black rain cloud scene. Doing the honey tree with the balloon and everything. It just feels like such classic, perfect, iconic poo. Like, mm-hmm. that is Winnie the Pooh. Is him just doing random shenanigans to try to get honey. So that is probably... I mean, that could change within the next day, depending on how I feel. Um, I know. That's why I was just like, but, whoa. You know, that could change at any moment. But mm-hmm. currently, that's my favorite. And then my least favorite... I was going to say Owl in the Rocking Tree. But I think it's actually the end, whenever Christopher Robin is talking to Pooh. And it's not because I don't like it. It's because it makes me so depressed because the movie's over and it's like, dang, I have to grow up again. Like, yeah. it's Christopher Robin having to grow up and go out into the real world and not be with his childhood toys and <sighs> makes me all sad and emo. And I don't like to be emo, so. Mm-hmm. Theory that Christopher Robin changed into Peter Pan. Anyways. What? I haven't heard of that one. That's... I came up with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would be why we Because the whole, it. like, oh, I have to grow up now. And I'm just, I just, I'm, my mind kept going back to Peter Pan. Don't. <laughs> that explains why one of the, uh, the Lost Boys was dressed as a bear. <gasps> One's a rabbit. Okay, we're going to move so, on. Before, <laughs> this, too much into it. before this gets too, uh, unraveled, <laughs> um, I like Tinfoil Hat better. Let's go ahead and jump into our final thoughts and rankings of 1977's The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Adam, kick us off one more time. Yeah, that's a bad idea. Um, <laughs> It's good. It's very good. I will not say it's not. It is very cute. It is comfort food. I still feel like between the, the shorts, like like the, the Winnie the Pooh and uh, the Honey Tree, Blustery Day, and Tigger 2, each within itself contained, I think it works very well. Because even though they're just kind of short stories, they have a thread connecting them. While, but overall, I don't see the thread. And I feel like that's... It It loses points for me on that. I understand that's not what it's trying to be, but that's how I am judging it based off of what I have been doing mm-hmm. thus far. Um, but the characters are great. They're that's so much fun. An anthology is what that is. Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be like that. Yeah. Um, but, the, yeah, the characters are great. It's very cute. I'm giving it an 8 out of 10. Awesome. Andrew? Uh, I have always and will always love this movie, um, or any particular part from it. Um, it it's, as we've said several times, comfort food. Um, it's, it's just always a good time. It's very, very nostalgic. You know, this reminds me of all of us, you know, in our childhoods and everything. Um, this is this is a ten from me, for sure. Heck yeah, Abby. This is a very very cute movie, and I thoroughly enjoy. I've always loved Winnie the Pooh, 
in my opinion, it's a little less entertaining than other movies and everything, just because of the way that it's laid out. And just, that, that doesn't take away my enjoyment from it or anything. I just, I think it's a little less entertaining and more of, like you said, comfort food, more just, um, it's very wholesome and just, you enjoy it. It's kind of like on the same level as, like, <laughs> watching Bluey for me or something. <laughs> Don't come at me. But, um, I'm also going to give it an 8 out of 10. Awesome. And then as we normally do, I'm going to save Angela for the end, because I like to save our guests for last. So I'll go ahead. Um, this is a perfect movie, in my opinion. I love Winnie the Pooh. How many times can I say that I love Winnie the Pooh? I have no issues with it. Shocker, 10 out of 10 for me. Like, mm-hmm. I, If I could pick any movie for my childhood to watch, it'd be this. It'd be this. Um, Angela, go ahead. Um, I love it. <laughs> it's... Um, I, I kind of agree. It's Other than, like, getting motion sick, I think it's, like perfect i would watch this like every day if i could it's comforting it's funny it's it shows like really good friendship it's all about imagination which is so important that's why i think it probably means more to me as an adult even though i have all that nostalgia it like means a lot to me as an adult because i gotta live in the real world but then (laughs) (laughs) who reminds me of like we need a take care of our inner child and yeah and it's, stuff. it's okay to use your imagination and escape yeah. from the real life yeah. for a little bit absolutely um yeah 10 heck yeah so of the four of us this is, is one, one point, point lower, lower than robin hood, hood. oh this my god this is a gosh. 36 out of 40 exactly. so robin hood is still one more but then we do get the bonus 10 from angela so i was expecting <laughs> this one to be a little bit higher i was expecting I was abby too. to give it a little bit higher of a score See, once but like, don't get me wrong i it. knew it was going to be lower that's why i was like i bet this is gonna when you said you bet this was gonna be higher than robin hood i was like did you not just hear what the man said <laughs> well, i was expecting abby to still pick i was it up. yeah i, I was because it would depend if Abby gave it a nine or a ten. Because I knew I was giving it either a seven or an eight, just based on uh, based on just how the conversation went. And it was it was very comforting. So I'm like, yeah, it's an eight. Saying yeah. I I love it. Don't get me wrong. It was wonderful and charming. It was just I think it was just one point less entertaining than Robin Hood was to me. I think I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it works. I mean, I, I find well. it equally as entertaining. But I'm also incredibly easily entertained by <laughs> movies. Yeah, I know you, me, and Angela, all three of us, we're just like, if the movie's on, if I'm like, if I'm at least enjoying it somewhat, I can sit and you know sit and watch a whole movie. It's, it's very hard for me to, to get to the point where I turn a movie off because I'm not enjoying it. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I'm usually a little more generous with my scores than that Adam especially. That's why Adam's our credit critic. Because yeah. he is the critic and the wet blanket certifiably. So it's fine. Um, well, anyways, that... It can be your face on a blanket, uh, surrounded by water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Can we please start making merch? That would be awesome. I, I plan to do merch eventually. Uh, I'm just hoping to get to a certain precipice of regular listeners. It needs to be a towel. That way it'll be a wet blanket. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. So much better. We have a towel with your name on it, too. I hate you already. I would love, like, to make stickers or shirts that say Disney loves crime, but there's no way that's not getting shut down by Disney. Well, 
If well, I don't we'll, we'll cross that line later. Someday we will do merch. I'm hoping to wait till we get to a certain point. But yeah. if it's been a while and we haven't gotten to that point, I just may do it anyways. But For us. We'll just buy it for us. Yeah, at least us. I hope you all know your Christmas presents for me will probably have to do with this podcast. <laughs> because that's just such an easy Like, we don't always get each other Disney gifts most of the time. Yeah, anyway. but now I have this whole new well to dip in. So, you know. I was like, yeah, isn't that, that what we did last year? Disney stuff because of the podcast? got them all Disney stickers. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I have my Winnie the Pooh sticker mm-hmm. on a uh, on a cup at work that I use for water. So I, I just, see it I just put my Hades sticker on my laptop. Nice. But anyways, uh, that is the mini adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Thanks you guys for joining us. So normally at this point I would plug stuff. We don't have anything to read though. So if you are listening on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, please leave us a written review and a rating. We love to get feedback from you guys. If you leave us a written review, we'll read it on the podcast um, and shout you out for taking the time out of your busy day to do that. We don't have any today, but that's totally fine. It's been a busy summer anyways for most people. And then we also have an email address that if you'd like to send us emails, we would love to read them. We typically get a good bit of emails from two of our friends who both happen to be named Amanda. Mm. Uh, we Woo-hoo. love hearing from both of them. They Both both of y'all, you make our days so much better when you mm-hmm. send them. So keep on sending them. And if anybody sends in an email and you don't want it read on the air, that's perfectly fine. Just yeah. leave a little note in there so we know not to read it uh, on the air. And we'll just, you know... You know, uh, send it to each other and, and, yeah. and just get to enjoy it off but, the air. But, but please write to us. We love to hear from you guys we, about we, your opinions on the movies, questions you may have for us about the Disney parks or movies feedback. or anything, any feedback. Which one of us is your on. favorite? Exactly. <laughs> it's not me, I will cry. <laughs> well, you're already wet, so... Um. Ha, 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 ha. Um, but it's... <laughs> Because the wet blanket, I get it. But <laughs> Thank you. That, that email address, if you do want to send us something, is distractedqoc at gmail. QOC as in Quartet of Chaos. Um, so please go ahead and send us an email if you choose to. So anyways, thanks you guys for uh, tuning in to talk about Winnie the Pooh with us. Thank you, Angela, so much for being on this episode with thanks us. We've loved having me. you. Of course. We finally get to, we finally get to uh, have you in person. I know. Yeah. Like, she actually has a voice well, now, and not just like, Angela. A bunch of reviews and emails after this one. Be like, Bring she needs to be a permanent cast member. My name starts with an A. That's it does all work. I'm going to say. <laughs> My last name so, will soon be Wilson. So do both Amanda's. So you but their last names aren't going to be Wilson that we know. Well, Mermanda has already hyphenated her name, as she told us. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> she said she'll, about she'll be here for Christmas, so you never know. <laughs> Park man is like, I'm just happy to be part of the, like part of the podcast community, man. I'm just, yeah. All guys are great, but so. we love doing this, oh, you guys. Yeah. This is, I don't know about y'all, but this is like one of my favorite things ever is just doing this with y'all. So we're definitely going to keep it up. I promise we'll get the next episode to y'all hopefully on a normal schedule now that Adam is basically done moving. Yeah. If you have been watching movies and keeping up with us, and for you three, mm-hmm. and I guess four, because Angela, you watch all of them with the movies. Oh, she watches everyone with The next you. movie is The Rescuers. So it we will be going down. I've never seen. Me neither. We will be going down to the bayou of Louisiana for The Rescuers. I forgot this one wasn't in Australia. I don't believe We're going down under. And I'm like, that's the scene. No, that was, <laughs> no, that was a terrible. I don't, don't, don't come for me about my Australian accent. I just need a second to get warmed up. No, you don't. Yes, Stop. I do. I will watch you pound no, my Thank you guys guys for tuning in so much. I'm so sorry for all headphone users. Um, you did give a warning. Though. I did give a warning though, so really it's your own fault. Um, I'm, I'm just so gonna I'm just gonna wrap it up. I've been watching Bluey. Thanks you guys for tuning in. We are happy to keep oh. being your favorite Disney podcast and bringing you more and more Disney content. As I said, I've hopefully got some more big stuff in the works down the road. I'm hoping to 
create some more entertainment for you guys eventually, but that's a ways off. But anyways, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next time in the bayou. And uh, try not to get too distracted. We Take probably will. Take you all the way there. Going down the bayou. Wrong bayou movie, however. Still a good song. Bop. But uh, try not to get too distracted. We Just obviously did. already um, did. So we'll catch you guys next time. TTFN. Ta-ta, Ta-ta for now. Oh, bother. It's over. The Distracted Podcast is inspired by Disorder, every Disney film, which is a part of the Real Fans for Real Movies network. However, we are not affiliated with this network. We simply liked the idea. Distracted Quartet of Chaos is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company, and our opinion should not be associated as such. <laughs> Anyone want a croissant? A croissant? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, I don't know if y'all remember, but we're actually recording a podcast right now. <laughs> No, I don't want a croissant. Croissant. Okay, so Aaron says stop. You almost made me drop. You almost made me drop. You almost made me stop my recording. Okay. I'm gonna leave it here, and it's open for anyone who wants to. Okay, we do. So, all this gonna pick up while there's poor Aaron. Oh my goodness, this is gonna be so fun to edit.